The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Join today at theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 61 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Kalati at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, John Jords at the Esports Plug. How we doing, everybody? Josh Roberts at Roberts number 49. Good evening, y'all. And the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Chung at Prime LOL. Hi, everyone. Have a good evening. Gentlemen, we have the chaos beginning. All the leagues are going to be fired up soon. Uh, we've got a ton of games this weekend with the Western League starting up. We'll have the LCK next weekend. Uh, the game plan for tonight is we're going to talk about the LCS and the LEC. Our big picture takes for each league. We kind of already talked about this last week, but we're just going to do like a short, quick hit take on, on everything for each person so you guys have some context of what we think heading into the season. Um, then we're going to talk about any futures or outrights we like for these leagues, and then we're going to... Hit right into the slate. We have the LPL, LC, three days of LEC this week, and the LCS as well. So, without further ado, I think let's get into it uh, before, you know, this has got a big show to get to. So, let's do, you guys, let's do the LEC first, because that fires off on Friday, right? Um, we talked a lot about this stuff, big picture, so if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, we talked about the roster moves and a lot of different stuff last week. Uh, if you want more details, more specifics, and you want to get more granular on all this stuff, I suggest you check out last week's episode, but we're just going to do quick hits here. Um, before I do that, there was one roster announcement uh, that actually just happened a few hours ago. Immortals is going to be starting Potluck at Jungle and Gate at Support. We have no idea if this is going to be a permanent or semi-permanent situation, but they announced that those are their Game 1 starters. So... Uh, any comments on that before we do anything else? It, it really begs the question of, is Smithy mad and wanting to get traded, or is Smithy going to retire and wants to be a coach of some kind this split and he thinks his career's done? Like, it has to be one of those two, right? He's definitely better than Potluck, right? Or is he going to do the eSports special and retire just to get out of his contract and then sign, like, six months from now somewhere? <laughs> I mean, that could happen, too. That, you see that all the time in league. Josh, you have any thoughts on this one? Uh, just really surprising. Like, he's by all accounts kind of like their franchise player, uh, and it doesn't really make any logical sense to me that they would make this move. It feels weird to start off on a bad note, right? I don't know. Maybe he's just having an insane camp, and they want to give him a shot. Like, maybe they, maybe he's just been playing out of his mind, working really hard, and they want to give him a shot. They want to reward that. Could be a champion pool thing, too. Like, Smithy's not exactly known for Graves and Nidalee and the kind of champions that we're seeing being successful over in the LPL. Maybe maybe that's more Potluck style. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Potluck is, like, a Nidalee one-trick, if I'm remembering correctly. Or he was, like, when he when he started, like, climbing to be a pro and everything. It was like, yeah, it, actually, now I think about it, it probably is a champion pool thing. Because the pool for Smithy right now is not great. It's like Lee Sin and Jarvan are his only real options, right? Of like the meta champions, yeah. I think they're just still meta. 
That's true, I guess. I don't know. Probably that. And then Gate, uh, I know exactly why Gate's playing support. It's because Bard is meta right now, and he's a really good Bard player. He was a really good, like, just... They call him enchanters or mage supports, too, so he's really good at those kind of things, so I think that's probably why you're seeing Gate. But, I don't know, just interesting. All right, cool. Uh, Chris, did you have any thoughts on this? or No, I already got all that out on Twitter. Like, right, cool. You don't get rid of your best player trying to win the split. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. This could be a one-game thing or one-weekend thing. We have no idea, so I guess we'll find out. All right, uh, LEC first. Uh, who wants to open up on your big picture thoughts on the LEC? I'll do it because it's really easy. Yeah, go for it. Same stuff, different split. G2, Fnatic, in the finals, it's a battle. G2 wins. That's what's going to happen. Is there any chance? Like, do you think there's a higher likelihood of somebody else making the finals this split than Fnatic than there was last split? Yes, just barely. Who's, like, the new challenger? I think Mad Lions and, and Misfits both upgraded their rosters to a place where they could they could find their way there. Well, I mean, Mad Lions didn't upgrade, but they're better now, and Misfits upgraded. Or Origin, if they play like they did in playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, it's actually, I think, probably going to be... I, I think this will actually be an, an over, overarching theme for me going into summer, is that I'm honestly probably going to revert back to my initial thoughts from the spring in a lot of cases. Uh, and I think going into spring, most of us... And even throughout the first few weeks of spring, most of us thought Origin was going to be the one contending with G2. Uh, and then, you know, obviously they ended up falling off, but I think it could be Origin there. Um, yeah, there's like a, what, there's a bet I see that's to reach the final and G2's minus 800, Fnatic's minus 140, but Origin's plus 350. I would definitely consider throwing something at that. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's, see, like to make the final, I think is the way you have to play or to like make playoffs or to like finish last place or something like that. Like, I think those are the kind of markets you need to play because G2 is winning this. Like, I don't see any universe. G2, G2, like, it would take, like, the Fnatic situation. We talked about this last week. Like, it would take the Fnatic situation from last year or from last split where they just, they only have one final to lose or they only have one series to lose because they got, they just made directly to final or they just basically went winner's bracket, whereas G2 had the momentum to climb out and, like, they just catch them on an off day. Like, that that's what it's going to take. In, in my opinion, so, uh, Chris, what's your what's your big picture take on the on the LEC? Like, who, who are who are your like who are your definite playoff teams, mm-hmm. and who are your like on the bubble, and who's definitely not making playoffs? It's G two automatic lock it in. Nobody just even if they lose the first round of playoff, they showed that they were just you know, trolling around. So that's locked in. I like Fnatic. I just. For some reason, I don't think they'll finish as the second best team of this slate. I do think Origin may uh, be finally making those changes needed uh, to play much better. And they can. They can certainly contest. It's just I'm having a feeling of a bit of uh, uh, regression for Fnatic for some reason. I just feel like they may have be experiencing some like, oh, here we go again. We always make it there and then, you know. We do our best. There is there is a chance that like some tilt starts setting in psychologically, like they just can't get that weight off their shoulders of just like we're never going to beat G two, so like you can develop some apathy. But I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I could see it. I could see it. This is all gut. I mean, this is all gut. I mean, for me, it's also maybe Mithy uh, as a coach surprised me, and so I'm guessing 
for me, that feels like an overachievement, but the talent is there, self-made. Integrated himself well, I just don't see the... Cons- and, and this is where I'm going to be tested on that thought. But uh, Fnatic, Origin, uh, playoff teams, and then... Um, <laughs> this is hard. I'm going to go... Yeah, Matt is going to be on a bubble. They are a team that I'm certainly seeing a regression coming Okay. Uh, for that team. So um, that's four. You got Mads four. Mads four. I think Rogue, if they can get their head out of their, you know what, they can actually overtake Mad. Um, I'm interested in XL uh, making that jump. They will be likely the team that's going to be overlooked. And I talk a lot about this in my own uh, video as well. Yeah. But I'm excited for Misfits, but I think that they are not going to keep up. Even with the addition of Kabe, man, I love Kabe over Bootboy a lot more. But there's just something that tells me that you know they've way overachieved last split. Okay, and then the rest doesn't really matter. So Vitality, SK, and who we're forgetting? They'll, they'll be one? interesting. Uh, Shalka. Shalka. You don't. They'll you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't think Shalka is going to be better? Uh, like substantially Lurox better. Is, Lurox just he's still not an LEC talent for me. Okay. All right, so you think the bottom three are, are set, right? You think the bottom three are set, and then, like, it's kind of a – you like Excel and – what did he say? He said it like Excel and – who's um, the fifth? Misfits. You like Excel and Misfits as the yeah. fifth and sixth? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, but, like, generally, you, you still think it's G2? Like G2. Yeah, okay. We may get some fun – little like teaser but it's yeah all right uh okay so that uh, for me for me it's kind of like it's g2 are in, a, are in a tier all their own like s plus i think Fnatic is probably like just a cut down from them in like an s or s minus wherever you want to put it but i think Fnatic are kind of a cut above everybody else that's not to say they won't be challenged i think origin and mad lions are like my next two in like the next like half tier down and then from there i think it's kind of a big drop off of the teams that are left, I, in terms of just like upside and ceiling, I think, I think like I think Mad Lions, I think I actually kind of like Excel too. I think I like Excel more than than John and Josh did, but uh, I think Misfits probably is Misfits is is going to be in that conversation. I think Schalke takes a step up; they're going to be in that conversation too. I think those four, like that next four teams. I think really is more of a crapshoot than people are giving credit for. I think a lot of people are, are, are putting, I mean, the odds, let me pull the odds up real fast. Like the odds are implying that like, it's going to be like the fifth and sixth spots are going to be rogue and misfits. And then Excel and shock are going to miss. Right. I kind of think like Matt, mad lines, I think is definitely, I think the top four are like a lock to me. So G2, Fnatic, Origin, Mad Lions are like a lock. And then like Rogue, Misfits, Excel, and Shalka, I think are all going to be battling for the last two spots. And then I think – I even think SK and Vitality are probably going to be a lot better too, but the, the level of competition is so steep that it's just going to be really challenging for them. So I do think the this is going to be a case where – and this is going to be like an overarching thing we talk about just in general for both these leagues. It Really just in general for summer is, generally speaking, the bad teams are better in summer. Like, everybody levels up a little bit in summer split unless there was, like, a, a catastrophic roster mistake, right? 
in general, the level goes up, so everything gets compressed a little bit, so everyone's a lot better. So I think as as favorite-heavy as Europe was and as favorite-heavy as Europe looks like it's going to be in the summer, it's probably not going to hit the same kind of numbers that it did in, in, in the spring split. So uh, just keep just remember that because it's, it's real easy to kind of go into it and be like, oh, these are the good teams. We saw that they were good teams last year, and you forget that everybody else gets better too. So And that goes for every league. That's not just exclusive to Europe. So that's Europe. Uh, let's do the LCS then. So – Big picture take on the LCS. Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go again. Um, I think that you're going to see a much closer clump of competition this year. I've been like strongly worded in a lot of things I've said about Cloud9, but it's not that I don't think Cloud9 can win the league. It's just that I think that all the other teams, there's going to be a lot of teams that are a lot closer to them in the summer split versus what we saw in spring. So I think it's a lot more wide open than people think it's going to be. TSM, Team Liquid... 100 Thieves even. I think there's a lot of teams that are going to like try to contest for that first place spot where it was such a blowout in spring. Uh, so how about like who, who's like just like quick snapshot? What's your playoff picture? Like who, who are you, like gun to your head playoffs? Who's making playoffs in NA for you, John? Uh, TSM, Team Liquid, Cloud9, 100 Thieves. God, why am I even forgetting all the teams? Little geniuses. EG. That's five. And then that sixth spot just comes down to possibly FlyQuest, possibly CLG. You know, it's just that that sixth spot is somebody who's not going to be a contender to win the championship. I kind of think what's cool about North America, and I'll like, I'll just throw this, I'll throw it to you, Josh, after this, is it really, even like 10th place, I don't think is necessary. Like, I think we all kind of think Immortals is probably the 10th place team, right? Yeah, almost for sure. I think is that unanimous across the board? Do we all think Immortals is, is last place? All right. So if, if that's unanimous, but like there's no, like even that's not like a certainty, right? It's not like we have a situation where it's like a like an old Victory Five or, or Gen Air or something like that, where or Golden Guardians like two years ago, where it's like okay, this team is clearly worse than everyone. Like we think it's pretty clear, but like it's NA. I could I could definitely see Immortal. Like the was it the. Every, everybody was six and ten, and or five and eleven last split. So like, half the playoff picture was was that number. So we we just don't know. I do think it'll be a little bit more of like a even distribution this time around because you won't have a seventeen and one team. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'll just like while I'm talking, I guess I'll just go into mine. I, I still think Cloud Nine's going to win the league again. To me, it's Cloud Nine and Team Liquid are going to be in their own tier. I'm pretty bearish on Team Solo Mid because I kind of think this team is prime for, like, a bad city. If they don't start hot, they're going to be a dumpster fire. Like, I'm just calling it right now. And I think it's totally reasonable that they don't start well with their jungle situation. So, I still think they have enough talent that they probably make playoffs. So, to me, like, Cloud9 and Liquid are going to be a cut above everyone else. I think Evil Geniuses will take a step forward. They kind of were doing that already. Uh, they were evolving as a team. So I think Evil Geniuses are almost definitely going to be a playoff team in some capacity. So those three, I think, are a lock. Solomid is probably a lock. I hate to say it. I just think they're going to be overrated. And then from there, besides, like, Immortals being pretty bad, it really is a crapshoot. My two favorite teams are, like, personally, I think it's Dignitas, and believe it or not, I think Golden Guardians is actually going to be pretty good. 
but honestly, I think any of those teams, it's, it, there's an argument for any one of them to make those final couple playoff spots. So that, like, to me, NA really is. I don't want to say it's bad because, like, that's a meme than ever, everything, and like we already know all this stuff compared to the other leagues. But I do think NA is actually going to be at least really interesting, and competitive because all the way down the table, they're all pretty evenly matched. I think so compared to some of the other leagues, at least. Uh, Chris or Josh, who wants to go next? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just jump in. I'm just uh, fixing that because that will be my next show to look into LCS. But uh, like you, I think I'm uh, fairly confident that CMAS is just going to take it. They look just head and shoulders above everyone else. They're still motivated, hungry team, and they're aiming for worlds now. Uh, such a good, um, well-put-together roster. And uh, even if they do regress, I don't think that they're going to go... How many weeks did they go undefeated last time? It was well past the half. I think it was week 10. or They lost like their 10th or 11th game, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have some fall here and there, but that's likely due to a more uh, consistent competition. Yeah. Everyone should be more motivated for Worlds now. Uh, they, uh, people might mistake that for, oh, this is a regression happening. No, it's just C9 and you know other people are playing a little bit more competitive. <laughs> Uh, then followed by, I like, uh, you know, like, I like evil geniuses, although I do want to know who they're going to start and if they're going to have a consistent roster. Um, that followed by FlyQuest. Um, I think they're solid if Power of Evil maintains this level of play. Solo will carry them. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, we didn't even talk about, how have we not talked about Solo yet? Uh, He'll take them all the way up, challenge C9, make us believe that, you know, Silver Scrape and then C9's Get out of here, dude. Get oh, out of here. Uh, and for me, I think the next is a big, huge tier. I'm throwing TSM in there, and I'm throwing 100 Thieves in there, but I think those teams can be surpassed by the likes of a volatile Golden Guardian roster right now. Um, and then... Uh, Dignitas, I think the addition or the move with Demonte. I'm sorry, was it Demonte and Dignitas? Yeah, it's Demonte. Yeah, it's, it's just, we'll make this a fun, fun okay. the Golden Guardian. Oh, no, Demonte, Golden oh, Guardians, and yeah. Um, yeah. Dardoch, they added Dardoch to their yeah. jungler. Um, is, is in that mode of where they can certainly challenge for that playoff spot. Um, and then I actually think CLG. I don't know if I'm hurt by the spring split from CLG. All my love for Crown. I just I think they and Immortals are probably competing for the bottom again. Okay, I mean, so Josh, good your quick takes on this. Yeah, uh, I think C9 finishes. Like, I think it's more likely. I think C9 is more likely to not finish first than to finish first, which is not that shouldn't be that bold of a statement, but is given their like odds on some of the betting sites. Uh, I would put it at maybe like, you know, even money, 40 ish percent, 40 to 45. I think there should be like, you know, a little bit plus odds, but um, yeah, I, I think they're still a favorite, but I do, I do think them, Team Liquid and TSM will all be close, kind of just depending. Um, it'll be interesting to see if anyone can finally punish Blabber for his champion pool. That's just like odd and very solo QS, but he, Got away with it and killed everyone. The thing is, though, like, the meta's, like, in favor of him. It's, like, even more in favor of him now. I, I mean, not really. I mean, he played, 
he literally played. And he was playing a lot of this stuff anyway, even when it wasn't like. Yeah, meta. I mean, he doesn't play like power farmers though. He's not going to play the Grays in Italy. We'll like, see. Yeah, I mean, he hadn't usually, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And then I, I think the playoff watch for me is just uh, TSM Team Liquid, Cloud Nine, and EG. Um, and then I think those last two spots is really going to be a crapshoot. For me, I don't think Golden Guardians or Immortals will compete. Golden Guardians, I think they made a bad decision, frankly, going with DeMonte. Um, because just watching him in Academy, like he was getting bodied by some Academy mids. And that's not to say Golden Glue wouldn't have done the same thing, but Golden Glue showed me enough to not deserve to lose his spot to someone that got bodied by Academy mid laners. Um, with that being said, Golden Glue probably got bodied by Academy mid laners last time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and you could say the same about Demonte from the slip fire. But, uh, yeah, I think those two are going to be my bottom two teams. I, if I had to guess, I would say it's going to be CLG and, uh, Hundred Thieves, I think. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Uh, I, that, see, that's what's interesting is that, like, it really is going to be like a one through nine ish. Uh, really, it's more like it's more like four through nine. It's just going to be like everyone's pretty even. They all have strengths and weaknesses. They're all have, like things that they're good at, and every, it's 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 going to be interesting. Um, as infuriating as NA is, I got to give it that. Like, it's it should be a competitive and interesting league. I think that's the that's the shame. Honestly, is like. The the interesting thing about NA is like you never know who's gonna win, and it would be great if it was that combined with good gameplay. Like you've preached about this before, when it's like I don't care if the team I bet on lost if it was a good game. It's like any any game you bet on, you just want to see a good game. You want to be entertained. But when there's two NA teams and they're 28 minutes in the game without a kill, and like it's just like what are we watching? You know what I mean? Like it's a real shame because it in skill. They're all so close to such a congested league, and it's just the games can just be so horrific to watch because it's so like low level at times. It's weird. I almost think that like the individual play is not that far apart from somewhere like I mean, Europe's going to be better, but like just in terms of the numbers. But I don't think it's that big of a gap, especially because there's so many imports anyway. But the team play is just so much worse, and it's I, I don't. It's hard to explain why. I have no idea. But um, NA coaching, baby. <sighs> Big true, except for Reaper, he's cool, and hopefully Jet, he'll be cool too. Everybody else can. <laughs> um, so, any outrights or futures you guys like for either of these leagues, just in general? Like, I, I haven't, I haven't dove too deep on this. Like, I, I'm, I'm currently in the process of writing up my my pieces for the site and everything. So, I haven't like done the full on deep dive. Um, to me, a couple of these like mid tier teams stick out though. Just like gut checking it. Uh, I I actually I'm I really like the Stigmatos lineup, man. Like I I don't know if I'm just like delusional or what. Maybe I am, but I think you can get you can get literally plus ten thousand if you look around for it. I don't think they're gonna like. It's a futures bet. You can talk value and everything, but like they're they're better than plus ten thousand to win the whole thing. Na is a crapshoot, man. Crazy things can happen. Uh, I don't know if I'm going so, as far as that. I will say, so you you mentioned. I think I'll you know I'll just let you take over because there's some severe pricing differences 
uh, across the sites, especially for NA, because some places have Cloud9 as like a minus 250 favorite, and when that happens, the rest of the table gets a lot of equity if you're bullish on, or if you're bearish on Cloud9. So, like, I mean, we'll, I'll just pull one example we were talking about before the show. Like, you can get, like, for me, I can look at, like, there was, I saw Team Liquid as low as plus 260. You can get Team Liquid at up to 1,600. That's yeah, a that's, huge gap for a team that could be second best or first best in the league. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. I think that's the one that really stood out to me in both leagues. Team Liquid at plus 1,600. They lost one player who was not great last split. They got a new coach who I think is going to be a very good coach. The player that they lost is at a position where is like I don't think skill is as important as many of the other positions. And I think tactical was did fine last year when they put him in. So I think that Team Liquid at plus 1600 is kind of absurd. It's easily my favorite bet. I also you got to remember too that like to like I said, like I have Liquid and Cloud9 in the same tier. Where I I, I you know, push comes to shove, I think Cloud9 are going to win the league, but like I think they're pretty close to even. And you got to remember Brox has a full off season now with the team. It's not going to have any of the 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 travel issues or visa issues. The metagame is, is going to be so good for him. It's going to be so, so good for him that I, I kind of think he might just become the best jungler in the league. I don't think – it might not even be close, even with Blabber being as good as he's been. Uh, and that's just such a huge edge to have. And you're right. Like, 80 carry, I think, is the most replaceable position unless it's, like, an all-time talent. Now, Doublelift's really, really good. Doublelift was not good last season. Like, you just, like, like – uh, like, just completely objectively, like ignore all the situations and everything. Team was not doing well. Team was not, you know, game planning for a lot of things. Well, just looking individually at his laning, he was not good last season. He's got the best support in the league with him. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think Liquid's in play, and at sixteen hundred, that's an absurd number. Like, like I said, shop around for these kind of things because that you can get some pretty crazy numbers depending on where you look. So you like Liquid? Uh, is there any anything else, John? No, I just think they're my they're by far my favorite. Like if I was going to invest money in futures, I think I would rather put extra money on them than make another futures bet from the other lines that I'm seeing. I just really really like that bet. Josh. Yeah, I I haven't seen it yet. You're Europe also too, by the way. I didn't mean to. Yeah, I haven't seen any seen them. Uh, I just just looked quickly here, but I haven't seen them. But if there's lines like to make the playoffs, I'd be really interested to find a team like CLG or. Any of those NA teams, honestly, like we said, any of those bottom six or so, whoever has the highest odds, I'd probably be sprinkling half unit here and there on those teams because I think I, I don't I think I think the only team I probably wouldn't bet on is Immortals, and other than that, I think I'd be wouldn't be too surprised if any of those teams would be there. Yeah, I think that's the that's definitely a good angle too because, like we said, we're all we're all very any of these you know. Four to nine could get into the playoffs, so I think that's a good that's a good spot to look. Just like whoever the plus odds are, and you can probably get like three hundred, four hundred on a lot of those teams, on a team like CLG or Dignitas or something like that. So, uh, Chris, yeah, any thoughts? Uh, I can't believe I missed out on Team Liquid, but I like you all. I think they are due for a bounce back, and people are just going to look at the spring finish and be like, "This is a bottom team." No, it's going to be a good team, yeah. better. Yeah, Liquid Better. are going to be really good, and I think I think Liquid, I think Liquid having two teams at the top could definitely elevate the whole league. I think which will help too. So, all right, um, we didn't talk. We mentioned it just there. But we didn't talk about the Demonte edition either. 
but that was another bit of news that came out that wasn't out last week. So this was like a relatively new thing, but there you go. There's, there's the news right up on that. <laughs> um, so let's jump right into the slate. We have a huge slate this week. Unless you guys have, you guys have any, any additional thoughts, big picture. I'm excited to get back to, uh, for DFS purposes, I'm really excited to have these leagues starting back up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, ready, ready to get with these two game slates. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna write on this too, but I'll, I'll just give like a little a little bit of a preview to the to the the listeners here. But I've already bet every single over in NA. I bet I bet the over in every single game in NA because <laughs> there go. because they're like twenty ones and twenty two and a halves for most of the games. And I know NA was low kill last split, but the entire league is going to level up just from continuity and just over the course of the year, everybody tends to level up. And those are extremely low totals given the champion pools that are, that are like being played right now, I think. So yeah, you're going to lose some of those to TF and split pushing and stuff like that. But I think just in general, like that's a good look to have and I'll write more on it. You'll see, but yeah. That's 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 like my big picture more than I like any of the futures in particular. Unless you can get that liquid sixteen hundred, that's that's pretty awesome. So honestly, liquid at like anything better than like five hundred, I'd be all over. So it's kind of nuts that there's that big of a spread on that. LPL first, or you guys want to do the West first since we were talking about it? Sure, why not? All right, let's do. That was not an answer. <laughs> sure, LPL why first. Not? God damn it, John. Uh, let's do the LPL first. Because we'll just go in the order of the sheet because structure. Uh, Friday, we have RNG, who look absolutely nuts right now. Just like they did last season, by the way. Against LNG, who look absolutely not nuts right now. (laughs) Uh, RNG are minus 526 favorites. The minus 1.5 maps is at minus 120. Dude, this, this is pick of the week in the first game for me. The minus 1.5? Oh, yeah. yeah. LNG... All right, look. <laughs> LNG actually showed up and, like, tried to fight in their last series in, like, a couple instances, which was... It blew me away. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're doing... They're, they're the first person to make a play on something. This is not new. Like, or this is the new thing. I have no idea what's going on. But they still got the shit kicked out of them. So, uh, Orange, RNG look insanely good. I think RNG have looked like the best team in the league through two series one or two series for a lot of these teams. So it's a small sample size, obviously, but of the games that we've seen, RNG have been so decisively better in every single game. Now, one of those series was OMG. I was going to say, I'm honestly a little bit surprised that the line is this far. Like LNG just beat JDG. Yeah. Or FBX. I'm sorry. Yeah. FBX. I'm a little bit surprised that that, uh, the books didn't like way over, give them credit. Like, I think Mm -hmm. this line's fine but I'm surprised that the books didn't like super over credit them for that FPX win. Yeah. That's typically something that happens and it didn't hear actually uh, just looking at it like updated right now, it's moved toward like 588 for RNG. So to be, I mean, to be fair, they kind of did though. Like FPX was minus 4,000 against LNG and they're yeah. just what one spot higher than. Yeah. They're not, they're not. Yeah. Like, yeah, like so they like kind of, I mean, that's taken off, you know, a good, Good, good amount. Good 20% or whatever. So True, true. Yeah, minus 4,000. Not exactly something you see every day, especially when it loses. But, uh... <laughs> oh, do we want to take a second and just talk about that? Because, like, I don't think there's any... We don't have any F- FPX games in the... Oh, yeah, we do. We have the next game, so we'll just talk about it then. Uh, anybody on LNG here? 
No, thank you. Because I like I don't know if you guys thought the same thing. We'll we'll kind of blend this into the next game because FPX are in the next game here. I, I thought that was like a, that was a situation where we John, you and I have been talking results oriented thinking, right? Don't look at that result and say LNG played well. LNG played fairly well for them, but that was more a case of like FPX playing in their bottom five percentile of possible outcomes to me. They played FPX looked terrible. Even in the game they won, I didn't think they looked that good. And this was kind of a recurring theme with all the teams that were coming back from the midseason invitational, because top in their first game should have lost. Uh JDG did not look sharp against Rogue Warriors either. Uh you know, they ended up getting the wins, but like maybe a little bit of a hangover there, or maybe it was just that the other teams got to watch a full tournament on this patch. That's another angle to talk about too. So I thought FPX just played terribly. I don't even think it had anything to do with it, what LNG was doing at all. Like I think this is kind of like the Victory 5 DMO situation where it was more DMO just playing terribly and Victory 5 being proactive and than like anything that it was, uh, FPX was really really bad in that series. I'm not I'm not giving like any real credit to LNG, so I'm I'm all over RNG in this spot. Uh, we'll just I guess kick that right into FPX because they're the next game. So FPX minus five eighty eight against Billy Billy plus three sixty four. We'll say the Billy Billy plus one point five maps at plus one thirteen. This one's a little bit more interesting. Uh, I know. Now, obviously, we don't have the lineups in hand, and and the Billy Billy roster is kind of in flux right now. So, how how are you guys attacking this series? FPX minus one and a half on principle. The bounce back. Yeah, it's just again, on, right? there's like FPX minus one and a half, minus one fifty against Billy Billy's. You told me that before they played the last game, and it's easy. So. I just act like it didn't happen. It is. I, I don't know if there's something. Maybe we can just touch on it quick. But like, Con's record, like in the actual LPL, is like not good. Yeah, you're right. It's... He was good in the tournament, but like in the actual LPL, he, his record, like, and maybe I'm just having selective memory, but it seems like he's just been like they've just lost a ton with him. I'm gonna look this up right now. I'm uh, I'm still kind of like. Like, BLG is another OMG for me. Like, every split, BLG's, like, roster looks good. At the end of every split, they look good, where I'm like, okay, these guys are going to be good. I said it on Twitter, but, like, every every end of split, I'm like, BLG's going to be good next split. And then they start the next split crappy again, and then they finish it strong again and try to convince me they're going to be good again. And I'm really having a hard time trying to figure out what I'm going to do with BLG Normally, like, at the end of last season, I would have snapped BLG plus 364 against pretty much anybody else in the league. But then they came out flat again in their first series this year, and so I just don't know that I can put my money on it, even though I think it's, like, a reasonable bet. you got to remember, too, that they, they like, their best player wasn't playing. Like, that that's what was so – like, why wasn't Meteor playing? I mean, we don't know, obviously, but, like what... – I, I heard speculation. Was it – there was some – Beef between Meteor and who's the starting mid? Was it Fofo? Fofo? Yeah, that's then that goes way back, but that that is un, unconfirmed, unfounded. But I'm just listening to the grapevines. Yeah, I, like let's just for the sake of argument, like what if BLG just sends out like what's BLG's best roster to you? Uh, the same roster they were playing last year. I agree. I, I agree. I think they should yeah. just run it back. Like, in, unless Jinjiao hasn't been playing 80 carry. Yeah. Like, I, at all. 
bring back Kuro. We don't really know what's up with Wings either. He didn't look good in the first series, but we don't really know if he was just, you know, first series in the LPL struggling for that reason or, or what's going on with him. But Yeah, I don't – like, so let's – maybe we get Zinmo, Wings, Fofo, Meteor, and Kingen. Meteor's definitely a difference maker if we get Meteor. That's, that's what I mean. Like, let's assume Meteor starts this game. Like – is I think this... I might take them at plus 364 just because the number is so big. Like I was saying, I have a hard time putting money on them because they just keep disappointing me whenever I think they're going to be good. But 364 might be too big for me not to put a little bit on them if media yeah. is playing again. And you get plus money on them to take a game. I think that's like a good play too. But like, it, I, I, I really do think Meteor is the biggest difference. He's the best player on this team. I know people like Fofo. And Jinjiao was really, really good last season. But this team plays through Meteor. They are a jungle team. And when they win it's because he's getting them ahead or like, he's just like literally hard carrying on like Olaf or something like that. And you're in it. Like there's a meta, like the meta game right now with these power farming champions. And it's all about, it's all about pace and tempo. He's exactly the kind of player you want in these spots. Cause that's what he's good at. So it, it just struck me as really bizarre that he wasn't playing. Like maybe he just doesn't play in Italy or something like that. I have no idea. He plays everything besides Lee Sin. So I don't know. I don't know if that's like if it's even a possibility that isn't playing to leave. The guy's like literally played like you know thirty champions or something. So I I looked it up real quick. Khan is seventeen and thirteen this season outside of uh, like in the LPL. Yeah, not that impressive for a oh. guy that's on FPX though. Oh, actually, that's not accurate. This is including midseason cup. Oh well. Um, I'll I'll check it later. Yeah, I don't know. Like if Meteor starts, I think I take a shot at Billy Billy here. Like, not super confidently, but I think that number is too far if Meteor's starting. He, he's a difference maker. He's a big deal. And FBX looked pretty sloppy. So, I mean, that doesn't mean that they will this series. But I, I really am just throwing that LNG series out the window. I think it was either Hangover or Rust or something. But they looked pretty bad. And I, maybe it was just like an off day. Any other thoughts on this series? Moving on. Powering through it this week. Uh, we have uh, Victory 5, the new Darlings, tied for first place in the LPL, Victory 5. What the hell universe is this? Plus 238 against LGD and minus 345. The LGD minus 1.5 at plus 105. Does the, does, the, does, does the dream end here? This feels like a Dream Crush situation, doesn't it? Like, this 100% feels like a Dream Crush, right? I actually feel like I am still so anti-LGD, and I feel like they showed me absolutely nothing against ESAR. It was exactly what you just described with the other games. Like, ESAR straight through. There was no LGD to do anything except get handed the silver platter and, and eat the honey baked ham. Yeah. That's what they, they, they did. No, nothing proactive to, to deserve those wins. And ESAR's, ESAR was... Matter of fact, Isar was so confident with their first game thrashing that they rolled out some random LDL top. <laughs> yeah, they put CJJ in for the second yeah. game. Like <laughs> that, That's how bad they killed them in the first game. And then CJ just got, literally just got destroyed by... Uh, Langsy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't Langsy. think... I don't know. So, I, like, the number's not big enough. If this was the same line as the FTX BLG line, I think I'd hammer V5 because I just like I'm still not an LGD believer. <laughs> I, I see. I didn't think they. I didn't think that series was like as bad, like as far on that spectrum of like this team through 
Like, I, like I, to me, like the FPX LNG series was like ninety five plus percent FPX playing terrible and five percent LNG doing better, right? Like, I, to me, it's like a sliding scale. Like how I like tend to look at these things. Uh, the same thing, same thing with like like the like TOP and Rogue Warriors. I don't think TOP played really well in game two. I'll give them credit. TOP in that first game, <laughs> they lost, right? But. Like they they did not play well. That was just like a huge throw by Rogue Warriors, right? There's been a bunch of those so far. So there's a lot of noise in the records right now. But I, I think, but I think unfortunately, there's also like a lot of these have involved the really good teams, and it's probably not going to end up mattering because they're just going to get better as it goes anyway. So I, I didn't think LGD played that. Like I thought LGD, I thought both those teams looked very much like themselves in that series in a good way. Uh, it was a little bit sloppy, but it's the first week back, and uh, I don't know. LGD <laughs> victory five. Like let's we can talk victory five a little bit because they really do look much better. Like I don't want to take anything away from them. Victory five actually do look better. Like this, they're not going to be last place at this point. Like I think I, their bot lane's good. Like I've been I've been impressed with their bot lane. I think their bot lane's good. I think they're a good example of what I've been talking about about like guys coming up from the lower leagues and just being better than the average mediocre players. That have been around for a little while. I do think, like, I mean, they've made they've made some mistakes. Like, like clearly, like these are inexperienced, like rookie kind of mistakes. But like, they're also aggressive and proactive, and they will make plays. And in the LPL, that's what you want to be doing, right? Like, PP God's been outstanding. Like, really, he's he's been everywhere. Every single, even the games they're losing, he's just everywhere making plays. It's reminding me a lot of like Carrier, right? Where the guy's just a playmaker. He's, you could just tell he's a ball, and he's like, if you look. They've talked about this a lot on the broadcast too, but if you look like at the cameras and everything, he's the one. He he's he's calling everything, which is kind of crazy for for a new player that's just stepping onto the stage. But that's the kind of leadership this team needed. It's like freeing up Mole to do to do his job, and he's been really good too. Like, I don't want to take anything away from Victory Five, but I do think this feels a lot like the hype train's gonna get derailed a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't feel, I don't feel too strongly on this. Especially if LGD aren't are, are gonna mess around playing Garvey and everything, but if LGD play the full lineup, I think they're just gonna stomp this. Yeah, that was another stupid decision. <laughs> Rolling out Garvey, what the hell are you doing? Dude, you what is? Up, you pick up Long G, you're gonna roll Garvey out there. I, like, so when they announced that, right? I don't know if you guys had the same thought. When they announced that, I was like, oh, Long G's just like either not there yet or still moving in or just hasn't gotten a lot of tra- practice time. I was like, oh, Garvey's gonna play it the first series or two, and then we'll move on. And they brought him in in game two. I was like. Why? And then that that series was so weird because E Star did the opposite. Like they brought CJJ in for game two. I was like, what is going on here? Like this this is like the weirdest the weirdest flex, right? Chris, what do you think on this series? Are are you are you drinking the Victory Five Kool Aid or just like sipping it with Pinky out and and you're you're a little tentative? Like how how we how we? I'm just just still surprised that there's such a big dog with being tied first place. Come on. Tied first place. You got to remember too that LGD, the books had LGD as like the fifth team, like fifth or sixth in a lot of the futures markets. So a lot of the books have LGD rated very highly. The public has LGD rated very highly because everyone's everyone loves Langji. So you got to remember that's kind of baked into this number too. It's not necessarily based on recent performance, but like, uh, where, where do you lean on this one? Yeah, I think the one thing that stands out to me is the minus one point five at. Plus 105 for LGD. I think this game could end up in a sweep if LGD just start with Langex from the beginning. And again, Victor 5 didn't look bad. I think they are doing what the teams need to do to improve. 
they're just not there yet. You saw all the mistakes that they make despite them winning. We're not going to be results-oriented. Um, and I think LGD's Kramer still looks great. I think um, they'll they'll come together. They'll be fine. So uh, I think that is more interesting to me than minus 1.5. Yeah, I, I still think that's the most likely outcome, right? And if you're getting plus odds on it, that's probably the value play, right? Uh, any other thoughts on this one? It is, it's exciting seeing Victory 5, like, looking pretty good, though. It means that we're not just going to have, I mean, we're just going to have, have a new... Have you seen their fan accounts? The Twitter oh, fan accounts are coming out in rage. Oh, yeah. If you guys haven't, if you guys haven't gotten on Victory 5 fan Twitter, it's like the, it's the, it's the best thing. The, the memes are chef's kiss, man. They're, they're premium. Dude, every time they win, the, it's the what's the the video, the clip with the, all the dudes dancing, sipping the Red Bull, just like the club music. It's the best yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, it cracks me up every time, dude. Oh man. Uh, so, going to the opposite ends of the spectrum here, we have OMG. Ugh. OMG plus one ninety one against EDG minus two sixty three. We'll say the EDG minus one point five is a plus one twenty one. EDG minus one and a half. OMG, OMG looked terrible. Yep. I called it. I called it. I'm done. Yeah. I was done with them, and I'm still done with them. Yeah, you, you were all over this. Like, here's the thing, right? It, it, we kind of all had. I was like, you were you were really bearish on OMG, but like in general, I think we all thought they were not very good. Like, they're not. Ne- I think most of us thought that they weren't necessarily going to be like a bottom two team, but they weren't going to be a good team or a playoff team, right? Dude. Th- you got to think too. If the bottom teams are taking a step up, and not even taking a step up, if the bottom teams decide to be proactive and play proactively, that that's just how you beat OMG. You're just going to beat them if you do things. Like it turns out, just do stuff and ban gangplank so that they can't defend against you doing stuff from across the map, and you're going to win. Hacker's been awful. Yeah, and he he was bad last last split too, but he's been awful this split. Like. I, I was pretty happy with his pickup when they first picked him up, but yeah, he's been abysmal. Uh, this, this whole team, it's uh, they really aren't bad players. They really aren't. Hacker hasn't been good this season, but like the problem is if you're trying to play Lane Kingdom, which is like why how we keep describing this team because it's what they do. If you're if you're gonna try to play Lane Kingdom in the LPL you damn well better have the best players, like elite players at every position. Like, we give Invictus shit. Think about that. We give Invictus shit for playing, for having going more toward that style recently, and they have the Shy and Rookie. And Puff and Southwind, who are a good lane. And, like, if you want to play towards the lanes, too, you need a jungler. Like, the thing, I, I said it on Twitter in the last game, like, Hacker took, like, Graves or Nidalee or something, and I was like, you're about to see the least ganks you have ever seen from someone on this champion. I, I guarantee it. And he ganked like one and a half times or something like that in the first 20 minutes of the game. And that's yeah. their problem. It's like one of their biggest problems. They don't do anything proactive, like you said. You, you just can't, like to me, you just can't play the game that way right now unless your players are like, like basically the way the game is right now, I don't want to say players don't matter. They just matter a lot less than they did before. Like, Players are now more of a, like, like good player versus bad player, like, the better player at a position or a matchup or, like, champion pool to allow you to have good matchups all the time. That's more of a tiebreaker than it's been in the past. It's all about being proactive, getting ahead, and and starting the snowball. Like, more than it's ever been. Maybe season three was, like, the last time it was this extreme, right? Where you can't just sit back and do nothing unless you your players are, like, two orders of magnitude better than the other player. 
And in the LPL, that's just like not something that's going to happen very often. Like, th- like think about this. We like Curse and Icon are the two players we point to on this team as the good as like the, the, the soul lanes that they're built around, right? Who is Icon better than? Icon's a good player. Realistically, Icon's probably in the middle of the pack, right? Yeah, he's not like back in the day. I would have said he was one of the best mids in the LPL, but the LPL's gotten better and better and better. And now, yeah, he's a middle of the pack mid laner. Like that's what I mean. Like, who is he definitively better than? Like an order of magnitude better than in the mid lane in the LPL? Like Twilla, Ga. Yeah, there's not many. No, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like we like that's a tough thing to come up with, right? So. If you're going to play lane kingdom, you got to have lanes that could like be so much better. Origin gets away with it because Origin's laners are exceptional and like we see the same problem with them is they can't be good teams that have laners that are that good, right? Now they've they've changed a lot of different things. They have really good macro too, which is something OMG don't have. That's another angle to this. OMG are trying to play in a suboptimal way with player they're they're this is this would be like playing, you know, a running heavy football team that's like a 60% run team. This is the, they're the Washington Redskins from last season, where your team's not your like your your running game is like okay, it's not like an elite running game, and you're still trying to run the ball like fifty five percent of the time. You're just not going to win a lot of games. That's not a very efficient way to play, right? So, I, I think OMG need like a wholesale philosophy change. I don't even think it's necessarily the players. They just need they just need a philosophy change. And I kind of thought maybe the new coach would make them a little bit better at this, and they're just not. So until they change up. I don't think they're going to be like anybody besides like DMO. Like I like I really don't. Like they they look terrible. Bottom three team in the league for me right now. I think they're bottom two. I think I I'll, I think t- I take victory five over them. Again, like if it happened tomorrow. Yes. Yep, I do it. So to me, like this this EDG's a slam dunk here. EDG's a playoff quality team, and they're smart. So they're going to like look at this and be like, okay, like. OMG are so predictable. That's the problem. They're so predictable, but, like, they're not an overwhelming force, so they can't overcome being predictable, like a team like FPX or JDG or 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 Invictus, right? A lot of these, like, battering ram-style teams where it's like, okay, we do this thing, and you could see it coming a mile away and still have trouble stopping it because we're just good. Like, that's FPX in a nutshell to me, right? Or Invictus. OMG's not good enough to do that. So EDG minus 1.5 is a slam dunk. This should not be plus money. Okay, sorry, I had to rant on that because OMG are terrible. <laughs> I had to go. I had to tee off on OMG, man, because they were somehow. I ended up having the longer OMG rant than John. Sooning <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> um, plus two forty one against Invictus minus three forty five. Sooning plus one point five is at minus one thirty seven. This is an interesting one. Uh, so Invictus play tomorrow morning. We're going to get a taste of this there. Sooning have looked good. They looked really sharp, and they... We're not even going to go into the most tilting series of this calendar year because that series this morning was the most tilting series of this calendar year. Sooning should have 2 0 this morning, right? <laughs> like, am, am I, like, do you guys agree with that, first of all, or am I just, like, overreacting? They should have won game one. That much I, I would agree with. My thing is, like, were they in positions where they should have won? Yes. But the only reason that I didn't, like, I got, I didn't play any stunning in DFS. The only reason I didn't is because I, did, I didn't even expect them to be able to win from those positions to begin with, even though they were positions that they should have been able to win from. Like, I just thought they were just so outclassed in general. I think Sunning's like, 
overhyped right now for where they're going to end up. I think they'll end up being like a pretty middle of the card, lower middle of the card team that has a lot of shine. But that's what makes Sunning versus Invictus a great matchup, especially if Invictus loses the their tomorrow morning. It's gonna be it's, this is gonna be a, a dream spot for DFS, I think. Yeah, I I, I don't think Invictus. I, I'm on Invictus tomorrow. I think Invictus like it's nothing against WE. They play WE tomorrow, which th- that I think that's an interesting measuring stick too, because I think Sooning and WE kind of compare pretty favorably, uh, especially because Sooning's playing. Sooning are playing really well right now. You got to give them credit for that, right? This matchup tomorrow morning, I know it's not on our slate to talk about for the Gold Card Podcast, but it's a super exciting matchup for me. WE and IG is a I-don't-know-what's-going-to-happen-at-all matchup where it could hardcore go either way and I wouldn't be blown away. It's it, I'm going to be excited to watch that. Yeah, uh, currently Invictus minus 213 favorites. So, yeah, I th- this really is an intriguing matchup, though, because uh, Sooning are doing a lot of the right things. I think the metagame is really good for them right now also, like, that's something that I think we don't give enough credit for sometimes, and we give too much credit for other times, is how a team is positioned in a like in a metagame. Like, good examples like FlyQuest last season. FlyQuest understood the game, understand what they need to be doing, and it just were it like it fit what they wanted to be doing to a T, and they were the second best team in North America last split. It took a little took a lot of other circumstances to be happening, but they were legitimate. I mean, really, they they probably were the second best team last season, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to argue with it. And they shouldn't have been, but they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they were because I, I think in large part because you know everybody else kind of sucked, but <laughs> in large part because they understood what they need to be doing, and I think that's valuable. I think Sunning have a really good read on the game right now. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be interesting too because I, I always I, I wrote on this, but Invictus against teams like this always fascinates me because like Invictus have gone more toward laning focus than they have in years past because they used to just be this like really small timing window, low margin like small margin of error kind of like you know playmaking team. That's what they were when they won the world championship. They were just so fine tuned at it that it was ridiculous, and they've kind of gotten f- like further and further away from that. I kind of think We and Sooning might just be what the doctor ordered for them. Because they're going to make them play the game early. Like, they're going to make them have to play early skirmishes. I think Ning also getting incorporated back into the lineup full-time might help, too, instead of this weird dynamic that they had with him and Leon on the same team. I don't think Ning's been good, but I don't know. I I, I think Invictus might surprise some people early. I think these two teams, are. it's going to be a good measuring stick to see, you know, where they're at. They are a great bar to figure out what it, what's going on with Invictus. I agree with you there. Yeah, and it's it's good because they're like exactly playoff bubble, right? Like I think Sooning and WE are probably like that eight nine, like seven eight nine ten range. Like they're both in that range, so it'll be a good a good measure of Invictus, who kind of have a history of punting these kind of matchups, but that hasn't been the case. So, uh, any other thoughts on that? Like I, this is tough. Like it's hard to pick a side on this one. Like I would lean. I think I'd probably lean Invictus minus one and a half. I'm a little bit like I'm a little bit more bullish on Invictus than than a lot of people are, though. Not by much, but just a little bit. Anybody? Anybody lean, leans on this one, or is this this is kind of a tough one to to pick for, right? I have officially thrown in the towel on all things Invictus. I will not be playing any DFS slates. I will not be betting. This- <laughs> I am done with this team. So as we lose Calvin from the GCP, 
It's the victor stand in the world. I also am taking an oath of silence, so there's just going to be no Invictus talking anymore, I guess. Shit, am I really picking up this mantle of all people? What the hell? <laughs> uh, Not only does Gelati think Rookie is better than Knight, he also thinks... <laughs> Here, Here we go. Anyway, imagine thinking that. This guy... So- my thinking here is tonight's game is going to affect the line. Yes Probably. or no? Yeah. yeah. So do you want to lock it in now just in case, like, Invictus shows up worse or just as bad as they did at the MCS? Well, I mean, I, I like Invictus in this spot just because I kind of think – I don't know. I just – I don't know. It's like part, part, part of me is just saying, like, Invictus – Everyone is shitting on them right now. Like this is a really good. Uh, the problem is, like, it's not a it's not a literal buy low opportunity because the odds aren't indicative of of the circumstances. But like psychologically, it's a buy low moment to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense, or am I like, does that sound too crazy? Like, it's not literally a buy low. Psychologically, I think it's a buy low. Like, I think yeah. there's a chance that Invictus got so thoroughly embarrassed at MSC that they're just like, we got to get our shit together, right? And like, I think you would think that that happened already. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, I, I, here's the thing: like, uh, how many more times does the shy have to get his ass beaten lame before he starts to play the game? Like, what? Why does he just think he can just perma push lanes in in 2020? Like, just, you can't. You just can't. Like, wait. I don't know how many times I keep having to just hope he's going to realize it because at some point I can't just keep saying, Oh man, yeah, he's going to learn. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the, he's the best top player in the world. Eventually he's going to learn. Okay. Yeah. He still didn't do it this week, but you know, next week, Oh, he's just waiting for playoffs. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, like, he's just out here playing Lucian top and feeding. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, their whole goal is to not feed when you do that. <laughs> like, it's, you're, you're supposed to be 3-0 and then lose, right, John? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been infuriating with the shy. You're totally right. It's been completely infuriating because it's the same exact thing every single game. They never change anything about it. And it's not even that they don't change the play style. They don't change the picks either, like you're talking about. It's Lucian every game. Somebody that's just, like, super easy to gank and always overextends. Like, they're not even trying to change how they're playing to try to fit what keeps happening. They're just doing the same thing and just leaving him out to dry every game. And he's walking right into it. I will say that like, if you consider the level of competition at the midseason cup and the small sample size that like, maybe we shouldn't draw too many results from that. It was just kind of interesting to see them on this patch, not doing anything different. Right. They've had some time. I mean, they, they played at that event, but they've had some time now this team still finished first place last season. I know they shouldn't have. Like, there were a lot of games they should have lost and didn't. There's still – I still – I mean, Invicta, is there any way – like, do you see Invictus not making playoffs? Like, honestly. Man, that's – it's honestly really tough. I said in my preseason rankings that I think they're going to be really close to missing the playoffs, and I do think that's true. I think they're going to be close to missing the playoffs at the very least. Like, they're not going to be a top four team, I don't think. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be like right next to EDG, but like they could not be more of a polar opposite to EDG. Like EDG are the adult in the room. Like they're smart for the most part. 
They understand what's going on. They're versatile. They're gonna be. They're gonna win. They're just gonna win like sixty percent of the games, no matter what. Like they're gonna beat some good teams. They're gonna maybe lose to a bad team once in a while, but for the most part, they're gonna beat the bad teams, and they're probably gonna beat some good teams too. Like they're just a. a, a to me, like EDG are the measuring stick for the LPL. Like just in general, like you're not a good you're not a good team unless you can beat EDG. So, I think that then you look at like IG, and I think IG are going to be like right next to them, either fifth or seventh or sixth or something. They're, they're going to be like right next to each other in the standings, but it's going to be like a wild ride with Invictus, and you know it. Like, it would it surprise anyone to see them just like completely turn it on and just shit on the LPL the split? Like, I'd be a little bit surprised, but like, not that surprised. This team. This team kind of has that air of, of G2 to them a little bit, don't they? Where it's like... I think, like, I get where you're coming from. Like, the answer is no, in a sense. But it's yes, because we've seen them consistent. Like, at this point, if I'm rookie, how are, I, I'm, I'm like, demanding it. Like, no, nothing good can happen for his career if he keeps playing with this team. Because yeah. he can go 2-2-1... He can go two, two, Every game, and if the shy and Ning are combining to go one fourteen and three, then he like it, it just doesn't help. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so true. It's just that's, it's that's, so funny, but it's so true. That's like literally <laughs> the numbers I was thinking of when you started this point too. I was just like, yes, yeah. like he he man, like so. Like my answer is yes, but no. It would like I can see where you're coming from. That the answer should be no, but. They've just shown me no signs, and like at some point, show me something. Like I do think TL thing. Like at least TL showed you. Like John mentioned it, I think uh, last week's show, and I think you guys talked about it during last split. Even like at, they showed the flickers of like, oh, they're getting it together. They're getting it together. IG has been going the exact opposite way. They're like, they're just getting worse. Okay, the shy keeps feeding. Okay, he's gonna get it together. Okay, another yeah. 06. Okay, another 08 game. And now we got, okay, now we got a sub jungler who also likes to go for plays, but he just doesn't have hands anymore. So he's going to go 07. I wonder if, like, see, like, kind of the way I'm looking at Invictus are, like, let's, like, let's normalize their record from last season. Like, I'm just going to, let me pull it up real fast. Because we, do we all agree, like, they, they, there were, there were a lot of games that they shouldn't have won last split and they just, like, pulled out of their ass. What, like, what was their game record last season? They actually like had a lower win percentage than um, than JDG, despite being higher ranked. They were eight and ten. I pulled back up here. They were they went twenty eight and eleven in games 11. last season. So, which is which is to be fair, kind of normal for Invictus, even when they were a powerhouse. They still used to always give up a game, like in tons of series that they yeah. didn't need to give up a game. In. Yeah, and I I said this a few times, like during last season, that it's weird because Invictus are less consistent this season, but their record has been more consistent looking like it's a more consistent looking record than seasons past where they were consistent in what they were doing, but their record, they would just punt a game sometimes. Right. Let's like, so like, let's normalize their record. Like how many, how many wins do you think they probably didn't deserve? Like just off the top of your head. I know we could actually go into this and pull, pull everything up, but just for the sake of time, like just off the top of your head, but I, I'm, we'll say five, five, like, five yeah, games. An eleven and four team, or something like that, or eleven and five team, or right in that. range. I think five games. We'll say like two and a half series worth of wins. So, like, if you do a five game swing, they're suddenly twenty three and sixteen, which is still like a playoff team, top four, right? Which Esar was twenty three and fourteen. Yeah, Ed was twenty three and eighteen. So you're talking the correct between those. Two. Yeah. So, look, which 
feels like more accurate for their season, right? Like they were good last season. Like we hated their guts, but they were still pretty good. And that's with all these issues. So like kind of the way I'm looking at Invictus is like if they fix and if the shy even gets a little like fixes a little bit of this, all of a sudden Invictus have like this giant trajectory of of like upside, right? And you don't like to think upside for Invictus cuz this team's over the last two years, that's not how you would ever think about this team, right? But they're kind of in this weird spot where, like, I think somehow if they can fix, like, just that problem. Honestly, just the shy. Because, like, people want to dump on Puff and Southwind, but, like, they were doing their job. There's just nothing they can do in a lot of their situations. Like, what are they supposed to do? If the shy can rain, like, if he can reel it in a little bit, this team's going to be a, probably a top four team. And he, he doesn't even, like, they can just force him to do it. Put him on Maokai. Even no, don't put him on Orn because Orn's an assassin. Yeah, like he'll just he'll literally just constantly QE and then die. But <laughs> put him on Scion, Maokai. Like he I, can play everything. It's not like he yeah. doesn't play these champions. He just doesn't want to. Yeah, stop putting him on Vayne, Callista, Lucian. Like it, it, it's it's it doesn't work. Even like put him on something meta, Wukong. Like has he yeah. played Wukong? Like. Wukong, to be fair, Wukong wasn't meta, and then it was banned a lot of the time at midseason cup. Like, yeah, but he got he got destroyed by a Wukong. Yeah, so I think what's interesting too is like, I th- like look at it like example like Bin, right? You can outplay people on Orn. You don't have to outplay on Lucian. You can outplay on stuff and get huge advantages. Look at Khan. Look at Gimgoon. Look at Zoom. All these guys get adva- look at look at the shy over the course of his career. He's gotten advantages on every kind of champion. I don't know why this team thinks that they have to play that way. Now, I will say this: with Twisted Fate in the meta, suddenly these carry tops I think look a lot more appetizing because you can set up one three one situations, and all of a sudden, like rookie playing a split pusher, the shy on a split pusher, that's really appealing to me. I don't know. We're turning this into like an Invictus show, but I, I really do think Invictus are the most interesting team in the LPL this split because we don't know. Like I, I never in a million years thought I'd be talking about Invictus upside, but the shy was so weirdly bad last season for how good of a player he actually is that it's it's so much cognitive dissonance that it's like this weird dynamic. I've never, I don't know if there's ever been a team quite like this, like in this situation, right at this level. It was like. It was it was TL except TL actually lost. Yeah, I think that's the difference, right? Like same expectations, but somehow Invictus still won despite. It, don't don't get me wrong; like they looked great for six, the first sixty percent of the split. Um, and I don't know, man. It was just weird. but the other thing I was going to mention, like with the top champion pool, like there are carry tops that are in meta, like Renekton, Jace, Renekton, like Wukong. Just put them on, like, there's just so many better picks. I just think that there's, I, to me, they can't possibly screw this up. Like, that's the way I'm looking at it. Like, if it's not abundantly clear at this point, like, maybe they just were, like, there's a chance that as a first place team, they might have even been checked out last season. You don't like to think that that's possible, but there's some weird character. Like, the Shy's a weird dude. He's a weird player. There's a very reasonable chance that this team just assumed that they were going to turn it on and didn't. Right, so like I think they've had to do a lot of soul searching. I mean, we're gonna know. The good thing is we're gonna know with Invictus immediately. 
if they're just doing the same shit again, then okay, they're they're dumpster fire alert, right? Like they're they are on watch to not make playoffs anymore. You have to at least consider that. If if they come out tomorrow and they just pick like meta compositions and they dump whoever they're playing against, right? Or WE, if they just like completely shit on WE with like a meta composition playing like straight up, all of a sudden I think Invictus have like top three upside, right? Yeah, they have win split upside. A lot of questions, but their upside is definitely there. Yeah, I know we just spent like 15 minutes talking Invictus, but I think they are the most interesting team in the LPL this split. So, ah, last game we have the finals rematch. Uh, we have JDG underdogs against TOP. So JDG plus 128, TOP minus 169. We'll say the JDG plus 1.5 is at minus 244. So both teams looked a little bit so a little bit rusty. I don't even want to say bad. They just looked they just looked rusty. And I like or like maybe a bit of a midseason cup hangover. Maybe some of these other teams got to watch some film on them. They just looked aw- like I don't even think the film angle has much weight. I thought it did going into the matches, but after watching them, it was just bad execution, right? Like more more than anything else, so I mean, Top got got it together in the second game and just demolished Rogue Warriors in the second game. But oh, this is interesting. I like I feel like I just have to be on JDG because I have these two teams evenly rated. Like maybe you could lean one way or the other. Like if you think Top's a better team, that's fine. But they shouldn't. I don't think they should be favored by this much, right? No, I would say just. I, I'm honestly looking at this game, whichever side you take, just two oh you take the two oh because you're you're getting great odds on that. Uh it'll be interesting to I assume Jackie will be back for this series. Yeah. Um but yeah, it it is uh the number feels too big. Then again, top have looked kind of like drastically better of late. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I don't know. I just I I, tr- I treat these teams they're they're both elite. They're both really, really good. Like it to me, they're like, yeah, they're, it's just a 50-50 matchup. Take the underdog. If, if Top was the underdog, I'd be taking Top here. So That's a reasonable strategy for me in that game. We don't really know exactly what's going to happen. They both looked a little hangover-y, both great teams. JDG just won the finals against them, you know, not not so long ago. So, yeah, reasonable strategy. Uh, Chris, any thoughts? Got that, it's gonna, that, That's the hype matchup of the week. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Um, I think same for you guys. These should I, I I was hoping the thoughts were a bit more even, and do pay attention to the Jackie Love news. Um, Chocho will not make up for that <laughs> that talent gap. Uh, no. But he's good. He's solid. But he's not going to make up for that talent gap. Yeah. Uh, and it's against the uh, Spring Split champ, right? So uh, I agree with Josh. Whoever's wins, you're taking a two zero. Okay. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Um. LEC next. We spent a lot of time on the LPL, but the, it's been re- it's kind of been interesting because we've had all these weird situations going on. So I, I think there was a lot to talk about with the LPL. So LEC. So the LEC has a three game. It's a three day slate this week. We're having Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be fifteen games in total. That is not going to be the norm. But what they've done is they've condensed the schedule, like in terms of weeks, not uh, amount of games played per week. So. Week one, and we, they've eliminated week nine. They're adding an extra day to week one and an extra day to week eight. So we're going to have, you know, three days on week one, three days on week eight. So the rest of the season is going to be just like normal, Friday and Saturday, five games apiece, right? But uh, the first day is going to be super, super uh, – the first weekend is going to be really busy. So let's get right into it, right? Uh, Mad Lions plus 230 against G2, the uh, upset rematch from playoffs. 
I'm going to be looking at G2 kill spreads here. I, like, I like under, I tend to like underdogs in week one, and I think Mad Lions are going to be a good team, but like, G2, it's G2, right? Just, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I'll just make it quick. Uh, I think in my video, what I made is like, G2 only trolls around when it's against inferior teams. They cannot take Lion, Mad Lions as an inferior team this round. So I think they'll they'll play it a bit more serious. Is it weird that like Mad Lions jinx them jinx themselves into like being legitimate by beating G two? Because now G two is just gonna smash them every single time they face them. I think they're gonna be like up, maybe not smash them, but like they're gonna be especially up for the games against Mad Lions because they handed them their first playoff loss in two years. That's my thought anyway. Yeah, I think they'll try extra hard in this matchup. I still think you could take Mad Lions like in a in a DFS situation if you wanted to to try to get some low ownership and and try to get some big scores because if G two loses they will probably give up a lot of points but I expect G two to come out and crush them. Uh, I mean I know that's how I'm going to be playing DFS this split because I or not this split this on this slate like I'm not playing any like I think you're playing in the like, you don't have to unveil anything for the championship slate John but like yeah yeah I'm playing um, the championship but for me like I I mean just big field, like large field GPPs, I'm going to be all over Mad Lions just for the game theory. Like, every, everyone is going to be on G2, it feels like, in some in some way, shape, or form, and then the other team is going to be the X Factor, right? So it feels like you can get a lot of equity going, you know, just fading that. I don't know. That said, I'll be betting G2 kill spreads here. They're probably going to be like six and a half, seven range. So, yeah, I think G2 tend to, yeah, I like G2 here. Um, Josh? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of wish this was like an LPL situation where we could get like the a best of three, because uh, this would feel like a good spot to take like Matt to take a game. Because yeah. um, you got to remember, like G two is swapping the roster around a little bit. Mad Lions is staying intact. Um, we've talked before about how they're just going to continue to probably just get better. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think I can see it. Uh, I did, you know, in that best of five, like I was on Mad to take a game. And then they ended up winning the series. So, like, that felt pretty good. But it's really tough to back them to win in a best of one. I mean, on the other side of the coin, you can just say there's more variability in the best of one. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, if we get craps, like, Humanoid could could probably take, take advantage of it. But um, I, I think – I don't know. I think Gigi comes out with a, with, with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but Perks' father passed away recently. So – be his first game in his memory, so I could see him, you know, really wanting to show out really well. Uh, we didn't, we didn't mention that in the news either, but uh, yeah, like that's it's just a real shame. Uh, it's probably fairly young, I would guess. Cancer, yeah, it's just, just brutal. Uh, it, I mean, that could affect him adversely too. We don't like not ever, not everybody. People tend to think that assume everybody elevates. That's not always the case. You just remember, like, you hear all these good stories, like the feel-good stories of the elevation performance. Craig Anderson in the NHL a couple years ago, um, his wife had breast cancer, and he just put together, like, a string of 40 games. It was, like, one of the most ridiculous goaltending performances of all time. And he was, like, a journeyman, like, bottom 10 goalies in the league, like, starting goalie, but not very good. Like, double lift last year. Those are like the the feel good stories. There's a chance this affects him adversely, but I'm honestly like I don't I don't want to like get into talking about that because you just like feel like a douche talking about it. like it's just a really shitty situation. It's sad. Um, I just like looking at this game. I I just think G two are so much better. G two are world class team. 
And I think Mad Lions going to be better, but yeah, I don't. I think don't overthink it. Don't get cute. Unless you're playing yeah, DFS big tournaments, then you can get cute. <laughs> yeah. The other thing you touched on, just to like reiterate, I think kill spread will be appetizing here because G2 averaged about 11 kill margin of victory in their wins, and Mad gave up about 11 kill margin of loss yeah. when they lost. So, presuming the number is going to be set at like, you know, it's seven and a half, seven and a half minus 110 for G2, minus seven. And yeah. I would even look at pushing that up to like, if you have the ultimate lunch, like minus nine and a half, or like plus 150 or something, it's something to potentially look at. Yep. Um, Vitality and Shulk. Vitality plus 144, Shulk at minus 196. I'm going to start keep picking the pace up here because we spent a while on the LPL. Um, looks like the books have already priced in that Shulk is going to be better. Uh, still kind of weird. Is it, is it a little weird to you that this is like that heavy handed? Minus 196 feels a little bit heavy. I mean, we don't know a lot about how either one of these teams is going to end up playing, so it feels a bit weird for sure. Yeah, like I think we all like Schalke. Like, we all like Schalke for this split. They looked really good last, like the end of last split. Uh, like, I'm sure if you looked at like trending performances, like this probably does indicate the number. But Vitality are also switching their roster. Like they're they have at least most of what their intended roster was. I still think it's so weird they're getting rid of Skeens, especially now. But anyway. <laughs> Especially, like, given the champion pool that we've seen in the jungle right now, it feels really odd to get rid of him. But, uh, uh, anyway, we don't know what was going on there. Uh, they get Milica here, too. We haven't seen him yet. Um, that was who they were initially going to start the spring split with in mid lane. So, I, I kind of like Vitality here a little bit, just for the unknown. Mostly because I don't think Shaw, I don't think Shaw could be, should be favored by this much, like, right now. Maybe we end up finding out that that's the case. But I'll probably be a little bit on Vitality here. I think it's just a pass for me. I think Schalke's lineup looks a lot better on paper. We'll have to see how that ends up, but I'm not sure 144 is enough. If Vitality had the same plus odds that Schalke has minus odds, I'd probably take Vitality at minus or plus 196. Yeah. Chris, what do you think on this one? Yeah, the numbers is a little skewed. Uh, early season, I probably would prefer underdogs. Uh, in a play, I I wouldn't be surprised if Vitality win. Let me just say that it's it should be much closer than what the odds are uh, put out there. Uh, again, Lurox is the big question mark for me, but Vitality at the at the very least, I'm hearing that Jack Troll is not playing this game, so that might be a huge plus for Vitality. That's a uh, that that might be the angle. <laughs> is Jack Troll playing right? Uh, Josh. Uh, I'm gonna go away from the crowd. I, I would take Chalka kill spreads in this one. I'm fairly confident they win. Yeah, I, I think that's how you have to play this one, right? Like you're either on Vitality or you're playing like alternate markets on Chalka. Because I, I, I don't. I'm not laying this kind of money, like this kind of money line on Chalka in a best of one. Not yet. It's the thing is this is weird because it, that number is probably accurate, but I kind of want to know first. You know, it's like kind. I don't know. Feels weird. Uh, Origin minus six sixty seven. SK Gaming plus four hundred eight. Uh, take all the Origin kill spreads. Probably take the unders too, unless Origin are gonna do what they did in playoffs. Cause they looked like they had a chip on their shoulder. SK Gaming look really bad to me. Like I think SK Gaming are gonna be the worst team in Europe. We kind of talked a little bit about this last split, but I, I I just don't see the redeeming characteristics of this lineup. Like I don't think it's yeah. like. Like last season, victory five bad, but like this is going to be like a four team or less roster, right? Or four win or less roster, right? 
Yeah, like they'll probably battle with Vitality and they might battle with some of the other lower teams a little bit, but I think SK is like your clear last place team, even worse than Vitality and those other kind of teams. Yeah, I just, they, they feel like Immortals to me where it's just like this is the most unexciting roster and like they didn't, like, I mean, I don't even hate the moves they made either. It's just like, it wasn't enough for me. Like it didn't move the needle enough to, to be optimistic about them. Like that said, you do want to bake in that like every team gets a little bit better. But if you include that, like, it's not going to match. We talked about matching inflation last week, right? I don't think it's going to match inflation. Like, SK are not going to win a lot of games this split. Um, usually 400 in, on an underdog in the best of ones where I start considering things, but this is uh, a tall a tall ask for me. I'll be, I'll, I'll be on origin kill spreads for sure in this one. Uh, Rogue, minus 263. Excel, plus 191 kind of interesting um i think if you're if you're bearish on rogue like john i know you you don't you don't like rogue too much going into the summer like i don't like rogue and i think i'll bet xl here plus 191 i might end up being very wrong i'm very open to the idea that i'm gonna end up being very wrong but we kind of passed the period where i thought rogue was gonna hit their spike like they put this team together and uh, and when they first came together it was like mad lions and i kind of thought like give it a little time these guys are gonna get together they're gonna be beasts and they never really got there for me. They kind of passed over the hump. And maybe it's possible this last offseason was the hump, and now they're going to be a lot better. But if they're the same team they were last split, I'll take XL plus 191, no problem. Yeah, I do think Rogue had a really slow start to last split. They had a slow start in summer also, if you remember. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, think, I think Rogue are a better team, but I don't think that, like, it's that big of a gap. So I'll be on XL here. And at a number like this, the kill spreads are probably going to be in 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 line. Also, yeah, this this number hasn't moved since I wrote these down last night. So, yeah, like you can get Excel plus five uh, five and a half is usually like a bad number, but I'll probably just be on Excel money line here. That looks pretty good to me. This should be like a minus one fifty plus one twenty kind of game, right? Like really yeah, should feel, be favored, but a little closer. Yeah. Josh, Chris, thoughts Rogue Excel? Any Rogue backers? I hate both these teams. So, give me Excel. These teams are frustrating because uh, I think they should both be better than they are, right? Yes, agree. Hard to agree with that. Uh, are we in tank meta yet? Do you know? Because I'm not... No. Good. No, not yet, right? I mean, you can play tanks. Mm-hmm. And you can still play tank supports, but people have kind of learned the ways you can punish them, like Bard and, and some of these other uh, off set. Like you uh-huh. use, set support is still insanely powerful. You can, Orn is still insanely powerful. They're not like must-pick ban automatic includes, especially like in not NA. <laughs> or like Orn is, Orn is top-tier premium pick in North America, but or Korea, but not in Europe yeah. or China, right? So... Yeah, I'm only asking that because uh, that would be interesting to see if Finn can pick up tank. I don't think he can. Um, we we'll also talked a, a little bit about this with a a, a rogue warrior. I mean, a rogue uh, fan. They said the issue with rogue is they don't really know who is the carry. They're trying to make three carries out of the team, and what that tells me is they don't know how to uh, just divide the resources appropriately, and then you'll leave yourself very confused. Who's going to carry? Who needs to play the role to support the team? And that, I don't know if they change any of that strategy or not. That's like a good thought 
to have on this team is like they they just they need an identity. I think, right? Like I don't know. Do you, like it doesn't even matter. Like I think they could be anything they want to be. They just haven't chosen anything, and they're just kind of like this amorphous blob of good players, right? Like it's it's weird. They're they're good, and they should be good. This should be a playoff team, but because Europe is competitive and good like i feel like you need to be very good at something like i think like origin right origin are like more on the on the conservative side of things just in general but like you know there's like a jack of all trades master of none i think origin are like a queen of all trades they're they're very very good at a lot of different things they're like above average at a lot of different things i think rogue are like could be there but they just aren't because they haven't chosen something to work on like that's that's what it feels like to me so i think that that's a kind of a good uh a good way to phrase it i i i'm open to the opportunity that road could be good they just need to pick something to be good at e- either way they shouldn't be favored by this much in this spot right yeah with that said i'm probably a no bet for me i do think Rogue's gonna end up winning but it's it's good odds just... next up we have a You're... really interesting one go ahead josh uh, the only concern is what i think they should do and that's that larson is like way better than specialist at the game and mid lane's so important right now that he could easily just one gank level two snowball game over. That's that would be my main concern being an Excel backer in this spot. <sighs> um Misfits Fanatic. Misfits plus two oh two, Fanatic minus two eighty six. so you guys were really optimistic on Misfits. I am also, but maybe not quite as much. Uh is this a spot to back Misfits? I think it is, but I'm not going to say it's because Misfits is like a great team or something. Uh, it's actually because Fnatic is notoriously bad in the first week of a new season. Yeah. Like almost every split, they're bad in the first week. If you go back, like given their overall records in the last four splits, they're four and four in the first week. And then if you look at their overall scores, you know, they're like notoriously or overwhelmingly positive record at the end of the season but they're only four and four in the first week i feel like they like to come out and try something in the first week they like to try things out they're not always prepared for their first week opponents i don't know feels like a decent spot i'm not 100 percent sure i'm betting misfits but i was specifically looking into that aspect because someone mentioned it to me and i was like you know what that feels right but i don't have the data and so i went back and looked at it and yeah they, they've taken some tough l's in the first week of the split in the last uh, three seasons I lost the origin on the first day last season so i kind of did they lose the first week last year? They went one on one in spring. They, they lost or, they lost Origin and beat Misfits, coincidentally. Uh the other angle is Misfits always play Fnatic well, even in the losing game. I think Misfit can still score. So that this is where my DFS angle was. I would have some Misfits stacks. I really uh, but they did crush Misfits, I think, last split. But in overall in the grand scheme of things, I feel like these two orgs somehow just plays each other well. This is this is kind of interesting though. Like I, I don't know. I feel like this number is fairly close. I, I'm I'm intrigued by misfits for like a lot of the reasons John stated. But yeah, Josh, what do you think on this one? I'm trying to find it. I think that was the nocturne. Yeah, that was nocturne top. So that's what I was gonna say. Uh, like whenever I get these things where it's like, wow, you know that that number does sound good. Then I just like to go lane by lane. Right? And, like, Nemesis and Febby, I'd say that's probably fairly even. Uh, bot lane is always going to be reckless favorite, in my opinion. Um, but top lane, I think the top gap in this game is actually nuts. And one of the few people who 
who's really, really good at abusing that is Whippo. As long as he doesn't play Swain Top, which was the other picture pick in the first game that John Lynch, they were like a lot of weird stuff. But that'd be, I mean, that's why, like, I don't know. I just find it tough to see Mad Lions winning because I just don't see any way, or sorry, Misfits winning because I just don't see any way that Whippo loses to Dan Dan. That Dan, see, Dan Dan is like the my biggest reservation with this Fishits team is that like there's, like, is he ever gonna like how many situations is he gonna beat Wonder and Whippo in or even Alfari too, like, is it, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and, and, like I'm not even like saying like hang in there, he's just gonna get bodied every single time, like to the point where it's like you have to game plan around this and then you're at a huge detriment, right? So, you might have just talked me off the Misfits with that. Because you're right, like, Blippo does know how to push an advantage, arguably better than any other top laner in Europe. Like, in terms of, like, create, like abusing a top gap, right? Like, that's, he might be better at that than anyone, because he's had these, like, he's the guy that will have just an insane performance where he's four levels up on someone split pushing or something. Yeah, it, well, it's that, and, like, Fnatic knows how to play it well. Like, Fnatic is always the team that you'll see Blippo will TP bot, because he got his wave pushed, and him and Nemesis are both so good at wave management. They're both from that LS school of wave management, right? Where they both have the, the waves timed correctly. Whippo will TP bot, and then Nemesis will roam top to pick up his wave, and Whippo goes mid, and it looks so seamless. Yeah. And, like, that's the stuff that you have to be a very high-level team to do those things well. And, and like, that's why he's so good at taking advantage of it. It's not just him. It's his team is bought in and able to help him take advantage and just keep burying that opponent. Yeah, I think I think teams like like this is what separates like the truly elite teams is like they they can abuse an advantage as an entire unit, not just as one player. Like you can see individual cases of that, and I yeah, you've talked to me off misfits. I'll probably just pass this game. We're playing a fanatic spreads. Uh, the last thing I'll say there is it was interesting. Blupo said on stream like people were saying top lane's weak, and he's like. It's weak if you only want to win through your lane, like the shy. Yeah. It's, it's strong if you learn how to affect the other parts of the game, and that's how he's able to use a top gap to his advantage. Yeah, and that's why he's able to make all these weird champions work, too, because he's not. it's not just a lane counter. It's a. It's an overall thing that's going to allow him to aim. He, that guy, he might have, like, the highest just, like, if you had, like, do, like, not like literal impact. Uh, impact score is like an actual thing in CS:GO. But like, if you had to do like game impact score, Whippo's probably the highest game impact score in Europe. Like that guy, that guy can put his foot. Like he he can just put his stamp on on any given game in any matchup in any situation, and it's gonna he's gonna push it home better than even like Perks. Perks, I think, is a, like the best player of all time in Europe. But Whippo, he just takes. If you give him an inch, like he literally will just take like four miles. It's not even just a mile. Like he'll take he'll take the whole kit and caboodle. Like he, it's the game's over, right? Yeah, I, I'm officially off this. Give me fanatic kill spreads, thanks, Josh. <laughs> um, so we we've kind of hit on every team now. We'll we'll, we'll go through the rest of this pretty quick. We still got to get to NA, and we are 90 minutes in already. So, Shulkin minus two thirteen, SK Gaming. Uh, this is Saturday now, SK Gaming plus 156. Again, doesn't feel like Shalka should be favored by this much, but Shalka get a really easy schedule the first two days, so maybe looking at a little Shalka parlay, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't hate that, even with their third game, too. Not, not, a, whole lot, not a whole lot of thoughts on this one, right? 
Yeah, it's not super exciting. You could bet Shulka if you wanted, but I think it's kind of a stay away from me. Yeah, it's probably spreads or alternate markets, I think, is the way you play this one. Um, Rogue minus 108, Misfits minus 123. This is kind of the, the, the taste test, right? And does this get impacted a lot or a little by their performances on day one? Because I think they both play against, like, you know, not bad teams is the most important part, right? I'll probably try my best to not let the day one games affect me too much, and I think I'm going to bet uh, Misfits in the spot. I, I think I think that they're better than Rogue at the moment, and I will try not to let the week one game or the day one games screw with me too badly here. Yeah, I don't feel strongly enough about either of these teams to have a strong opinion on this one, honestly. Like to me, I had these two teams like right next to each other. They're in the same tier. They're the same thing. They're they're different teams. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 kind of hard for me to justify either side at these numbers. Like I, I probably would have taken plus odds on whoever had them in this game if that was a thing. Because I, I do agree I with you. I think Misfits might – Misfits should be better. I'm just a little skeptical. So, Chris, what do you think on this one? Do you have a strong lean one way or the other? Uh, No, I think I'm with you. Whoever had the plus, plus odds, I probably would have uh, wanted to even lock it in. Not lock it in, but – I think they'll. Um, the the fun thing is, I I think they'll end up being right next to each other at the end of the season. I don't know how they'll start the season, yeah. and that's always a fun thing for me to figure out. Misfit on paper should be better, so I think I might be with John on this one. Josh, what do you think? Misfits for me, and John's now officially a member of the Feminine Fan Club. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get T-shirts made. We gotta get just like Fevy's face, like right here, like in a giant heart symbol, and that'll be the thing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have, no, you gotta put Fevy's face on the Misfits logo. That would be like the best way to do it. So somebody Photoshop this up for us. Um, what do we have next? Oh, uh, Excel Mad Lions, Excel plus two seventeen, Mad Lions minus three twelve. So to me, this is another one where like. Even if you're bear, like even if you're bearish on Excel and bullish on Mad Lions, like if you think, like if you're on the ends of the spec, like the margins for both these teams, I still think this number is probably too much, right? Like this is like, yeah. if if you don't like Excel, this is probably still like a like a hold your nose and bet Excel, right? Minus three twelve is just too big on the other side too. Yeah, I mean, it's best of one. Like just remember that. Like it's best of one. I also think, like, again, like, the whole angle of, like, everybody elevates a little bit. So, I, I don't, I'm probably going to be on Excel here. I'm not going to like it, but I'll be on Excel. And the number's just too big. And it's not even, like, the number for Mad Lions. Too, I, I, Excel shouldn't be this big of an underdog in this spot either, I don't think. Not a best of one. Should be, like, plus 160 or something. Um, Chris, Josh, thoughts? I think Excel is, like, two tiers worse than that. And I just can't. Bet them, even though I agree, it's like should be a holding nose and bet it. Uh, I think for those cases, I'd like to see a bigger number. By the way, this juice is like, uh, oh yeah, on these. So like, I started looking at that a little bit last night. Like the hold on a lot of like the EU, uh, the LEC and LCS games is like a lot of times we get like s- between like six and a half and seven for like best of fives and stuff like that. A lot of the hold on these is like approaching eight. Like eight percent, like you got it. You got to hit at such a ridiculous clip, which is why I'm like looking more at alternate markets and stuff for, especially for. That'll probably like even out a little bit, and you'll be able to pick your spots later in the season. But it's pretty pretty challenging at this point. Uh, I still think it, like this this is 
at worst 60-40. In which case, I think Excel is just a value. So, um, Chris, thoughts on this one? Um, Matt Lyons. <laughs> Don't. Fair enough. I, yeah. Fanatic, minus 500, Vitality, plus 326. Nah, I'll pass. Pass. Fanatic, spreads. Pass. Yeah, the numbers are too big. G2, minus 250, Origin, plus 181. This one's intriguing. You can throw that one into a parlay, I think. It feels like a decent spot for G2 in a parlay. I know Roberts might be liking Origin here, though. So, this is is one of those spots where I, I think, like, Strictly like value based or whatever, like it, you just probably take Origin at this number because I think these teams are closer than that. But if you look at the history of these teams and just how Origin Origin just don't beat you too, they just never do. They've won like one match. I think they've won like like two games in the last eighteen months or something like that against them. It just doesn't happen. They're they're like I think they I did I, I I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think they were like fifteen and two G two was against Origin in like the last eighteen months, like three seasons. So playoffs, regular season, everything included. So, if, yeah, I, this is one of the spots where I'm probably I probably just I just know that like I just ignore everything and say like G two are going to win this one. I think probably just take G two kill spreads or something. G two just they just don't lose to Origin. It's just like it's just like the Kryptonite or like G two is exactly the thing that Origin hates more than anything else. So uh, Sunday SK plus three twenty one Mad Lions minus five hundred. Just numbers too big again, and I don't think SK Gaming's really good enough to lay the three twenty one or pick the three twenty one up on. Hard agree. Uh, I'm just gonna start mowing through these. If you guys have any thoughts on any of the these big, like the bigger spreads, just let me know. Shaka plus one thirty two, Rogue minus one seventy nine. This one's a little more interesting. Uh, I don't think it's enough to make me want to take Shaka, but I think these teams are pretty close, right? I'm gonna bet Shaka. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take Schalke. I think Schalke's going to be a decent amount better this season. This seems like a good spot to take them at plus money against a team that I think is right around their range. Yeah, I also think that Rogue don't play in a way that can take advantage of what Schalke was doing toward the end of last split. Like, it looks like Schalke want to go toward the direction of playing kind of like Origin a little bit. Like, maybe not fully into that, like, on that end of the spectrum, but, like, closer to them than not in style. Yeah, very controlled. Yeah, and Rogue play the same way. So, like, it's not like there's, like, a stylistic advantage for either of these teams. So, and, we, like, that was part of the reason why I played Shalk against Origin in that in that late season game. I was like, these are basically, like, the same team. It's, like, the Diet Coke version of this team, right? And it's like, why why is one plus 400 when they're, like, the same team, more or less? So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably take some Shalka here. And I, and I like Rogue more than I think you guys do, but... I, I'll probably still take Schalke here. Just t- these teams are closer. I think that that whole middle of the pack is going to be really, really close. So, Origin minus one sixty nine, Misfits plus one twenty seven. Feels like Origin. Yeah, this feels like a great Origin spot. I don't know if everybody else agrees, but yeah. <clears throat> this seems like a like. And I've been kind of a little bit bullish on Misfits in the last couple days of the slate, but I think Origin's a, a different level of team versus these other teams they're playing, and probably should take care of them. Yeah, and we always say this too. Like Origin, don't lose to like for the most part, they don't lose to not G two and Fnatic. Like their record against not G two and Fnatic is absurd. Like they'll yeah, drop. super. 
And that's like over the last like year and a half too. That's not that's not like just last season either. So I'm probably gonna be on origin here. Any 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 misfits backers? <laughs> Josh is Josh is just the hard <laughs> Um G two minus six sixty seven vitality plus four oh three. Does this feel a little low? <laughs> like I wish Vitality was a bigger underdog because I like taking people against G two when they're like plus five and six hundred and like crazy numbers like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure four hundred is good enough first week of the season. Especially because G two play against two good teams the first two days, so it's like you know this is the this is the this is the cycle. This is the uh, we're getting on the the, the merry go round of G two right or the Ferris wheel where we get to the top and it's troll time. Right? I don't know. Week one might be too early for troll time, even in a three game slate. I just, I, this is one of those things where it's like the orders of you need to be orders of magnitude better, and I think G two R just orders of magnitude better than Vitality. Yeah, I wish this was like Shaka. I wish it was G two was like Shaka. I would take Shaka in a heartbeat, yeah. but not right. Now. Uh, Fnatic minus five eighty eight XL plus three eighty one, three three sixty one. Three sixty was a lot. I think I'm like I'm surprised that they reacted so, in my opinion, well to how bad I think Excel will be. Uh, but a lot of their underlying numbers really weren't that good, uh, so that's surprising because uh, I assume they go models based off of that. Um, and then they obviously just got two like EU Masters level players on the starting roster now. So is is, is going to welcome cries to the to the uh, LEC? Probably. I don't know, man. I, I could see myself betting XL here. I really might. Three sixty one. That's a pretty big number. That's Excel's got some. That's got some talent. Fnatic, the bad first week I was just talking about. This seems like a spot where I, I might end up with a unit on XL. Don't forget the the young buck angle too. Did that work at all? No, I thought it did. No, it I played it a couple times. I played it both uh, yeah. times last time. I I got Jelati on that, and it never worked out. Well, no. So the first the first time they played, it was really close. It was a great game. The second time, it was a fanatic blowout. I might have been mixing those two up, but one of them was really, really close. The other one was a blowout. So I don't know. <laughs> Typically, with new players, maybe you have a chance because they're just unknowns. Like maybe he hasn't played that much against Cries, like Cries before. It's a weird feel for Bwipo. I don't know. I, Probably just fanatic, but I, I think I'm probably with you, John. I'm going to take a chance on Excel here, because like even if even if you don't like Excel this season, we all agree that like the top eight teams are all good, like they're good teams. Like four through eight in Europe is they're good teams, right? Like Vitality and SK are not good, but everyone else is at least good. It's just yeah, a really competitive teams, region. Yeah, I think most of the teams in the middle of the table are good, solid teams with a shot to do some things. Yeah, like even like you you guys probably all have Excel like eighth place, right? But like they're still good enough to take games off good teams. Like they still have enough talent there. So I, I could say it. I'll probably be with you, John. Especially if Fnatic win their first two or something like that, and this goes up to like seven hundred or something like that. We could get we could get some good numbers on it. Any closing thoughts on EU? We're gonna blaze through the LCS because we spent a lot of time on that already. We are approaching the we're an hour and forty in. So. LCS is just a regular LCS slate, uh, 10 games. So Friday night, instead of we, we don't have Monday Night League anymore, we have Friday Night League. So it's going to be two games on Friday night, four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. That's going to be the schedule moving forward. So Friday Night League, we have 100 Thieves plus 139 against Evil Geniuses minus 185. 
kind of an interesting matchup for some play, you know, playoff quality teams on the first night. I feel like Hundred Thieves here feel feels like the right play. I don't. I kind of think Evil Geniuses are going to be better. Like we saw them by the end of the season, and they looked a lot better. They looked like once they figured out what they wanted to be doing, that they were a much better team. So I kind of feel like Evil Geniuses should like Evil Geniuses should win this. This number seems about right to me. Top gap, Hundred Thieves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I could see Hundred Thieves winning there. I mean, that is a huge gap. In, in top, there's also a pretty huge gap the other way in mid, mid. mid. Yeah, but I don't know. It's kind of a new season. We don't really know where these teams are at. I could take 140 on 100 thieves. I think I'm going to end up passing, but I wouldn't hate you to bet there. I think the EG bottom lane is so much better too for what that's worth. So I I, I think I think that this number is about right. Like it wouldn't surprise me if 100 thieves won, but I'll probably just pass on this one. Uh, Chris thoughts. Uh, I had the same thoughts as Josh. I mean, depending on who starts, like, do they put? Well, it just has to be Kumo, unless they're going to start, has... like, unless and they're going to start Academy, to someone else. Like, are they going to bench Jazuke or Bang? No, it's, it's, yeah, it's just really hard to see that. Like, they were your right. best players uh, last season, so. So if it's Kumo, and you allow someday to snowball, I think there's a chance, a good, a better than fifty percent chance. So that's so I. I'd probably take 100. Yeah. Okay. That's reasonable. FlyQuest plus 332 against Cloud9 minus 526. So I'll, I'll ask the I'll – I don't want to say the Cloud9 haters. I just want to say – because you guys aren't Cloud9 haters. You just think that they're not going to be 17-1 and one this season, right? For those that are bearish on Cloud9, I know, John, you also don't like FlyQuest this season. This, this number is too big, right? Like I, I feel like it sucks. Like I wanted to, I want to take FlyQuest, but like in my head, I'm like, there's no way FlyQuest is winning this game, right? I just don't think there's. I don't think they're gonna win. Like the number does seem a little big, but I, I would just pass on it. I don't think they're winning that game at all. I'm gonna be passing on this one, Josh. Do you think this is like? <clears throat> uh, let me know. If this sounds familiar. Top gap FlyQuest. Next. <laughs> Licorice can't stay. He can't stick. He can't stand. He's gonna pull the shy impression against Solo. Oh, yeah, I, for- I forgot about. I forgot about the Solo versus Licorice severe mismatch in favor of Solo. Right? <laughs> Why isn't Solo the CEO already? What the hell? I said the other day that he's like, uh, he's like the president. He's like the president. Nice the CEO, but like he just lives in the world that is run by that is run by Solo. He's the executive vice president. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Who's the general manager in this organization? I have to know. <laughs> um, Reggie, I'm kidding. For actual analysis, I, I just think the number's too big to not put something on FlyQuest. Even if it's not a full unit, I think it, I think they've earned the ability to get a half unit. You never know. If, if for some reason Cloud9 doesn't end the game before 30 minutes and PoE gets three items then you never... The, the thing with FlyQuest is that, like, you just know they're going to be fundamentally sound for a North American team. So, like, their floor can only ever be so low. I just, like, I don't see it. This feels like G2 Origin to me. Like, it feels a lot like that, where it's just like, I don't... I mean, but the FlyQuest already have a better record against Cloud9 than that, so I, I don't really know. I, I think I'll probably just pass this. It, it's probably right to take some FlyQuest, though, at this number. You don't know if Cloud9 is going to come out flat. I doubt they will, but you don't know. Like, 
The unknown yeah, is probably I, I'm probably passing, but it's not the worst bet. I, I wouldn't hate you if you want to take it. Evil Geniuses, minus 357, CLG plus 250. CLG backers, you guys were, you guys are, you guys like CLG. Is this not enough? Oh, no, this is plenty. Give it, give me all this. It's your pick of the week? All of, oh, no, no. I can't pick of the week, so I'm plus 250. Yeah. That's, that's Says who? Says me, because there's a, there's a better one. Okay. All right. That's fair. But, but this is a 100% CLG bet for me. I, I think, like, uh, bot lane is a bit of a concern. I think mid lane is, like, I think Pobelter can neutralize Zuge. I don't think, I do think Zuge is vulnerable too. Like, he, he's more of a volatile player. And, yeah, he's gankable for sure. Like, you can yeah. put him way behind. And Sven Skarin was so bad last year, like, last split. I, I ranted about this on Twitter, but he was so bad. Yeah, he was pretty bad. I no faith. Like, I have no faith in him at all. Uh, and Ruin showed some things at the end of the end of the split when Pobolter was able to, like, keep a mid laner in his lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's – yeah. Yeah, this is probably just the CLG spot. I think EG have I, I, like I said, I think EG are going to be better this split because, like, now that they – I think they're going to be a less variant team than they were last split. Because I think you need to look at EG from like the last couple weeks and the playoffs, not the first seven weeks where they were they were competitive while still trying to figure out who they were. I think EG are probably the third best team in the league. I just like you. You talk about this a lot, Vince. What do you think about Spencer Aaron generally? Yeah. You talk- so in theory, like I like the fit with him and Jazuke. It didn't always work out that way, and I agree. Like Sven played fairly poorly last split. But I, I think fundamentally, like in terms of construction, it makes sense to have someone like him with someone like Jazuke, which gives me like I'm more optimistic than pessimistic about it. Because I mean, the guy's had a great career. I have no reason to expect that like that wasn't just a blip, like a like a like a bad performance, like a bottom percent outcome. Now maybe it's getting toward the end of his career. Maybe he's a little washed, and he's not as good as he used to be. And maybe that's like maybe you look at it as a bottom forty percent outcome. I look at it as a bottom. 15% outcome or something like that, right? Like, he was not good. I agree with you. He wasn't that good last split, but I think the two of them, it, it makes sense. And they were also a lot better in playoffs, too. So, I think, like... But even in playoffs, like, he got destroyed yeah. by Santorin. Yeah, I mean... Like, like, but Santorin was also really good last split, too, so... Yeah, but we're talking, like, 50 CS yeah. at, at 20 minutes type destruction. Like, he was so bad. Yeah, like, I... I it was unfathomably how bad he was playing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to be on CLG here, but like, I do think EG are going to be good this split because I mean, look at what they did last split, and they were like figuring out who they were for seven weeks. Like that, that's like the way I look at it. It's like usually like teams like that tend to be a little like people like WE, right? Like it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like everyone just assumes WE is going to have this giant regression. I don't necessarily. I think they're probably going to maintain that level. They are what they are. I think EG are probably going to be. Like that playoff level, and then maybe a little bit better. More like way more likely that happens than they have a huge drop off. So like, they're, I think they're just going to be a, a much lower variance team than they were for most of last season. I think people are trying to encapsulate that team and what they were for like the whole season. When I think you should probably be looking at the last five, you know, five weeks, like last two weeks plus playoffs. So uh, that said, I'm on CLG here. The numbers just too big. And I think CLG without look at what CLG was able to start doing with a midseason shakeup like that. So 
I still I'm notoriously oh, I'm notoriously conservative, but I'm passing that one as well. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, you have a lean either way in that one, Chris? No, not really. You guys uh, put it out odd, and I can agree more. <laughs> Saturday, six o'clock Eastern kick. The matchup: TSM versus Liquid. Split money with juice. Pick them. This is the this is the plant your flag matchup, right? Like Liquid. this is the one that it feels like you should bet. Like yeah, probably it feels like bet. you should bet just recreationally. <laughs> like that's what, like playing your flag really. on this one. It feels like you should be able to bet this game. Like no matter who you are, you should you should have a feeling for how this game is going to play out and and be able to go with it. My feeling is kind of weird. I think TSM is going to win this game, but I think Liquid is going to end up being a better team. I just think TSM is going to win this specific matchup. So I think I'm going to end up betting TSM here. I'm on Liquid. I'm saying this. You said same as John? Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Do we all agree Liquid is going to be a better team? Yeah, I think they're going to be better. Chris, you think they're going to be better? Sorry. Yes, I think Liquid is going to end the season better than TSM. Okay, I do think this is appropriately even money for game one of these two. So there's going to be a lot of bad blood. It's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be great to watch. I want to see as much yeah. shit talking as possible it's going a, into this game. It's a, it's a motivated double if and he'll lose all motivation after that. <laughs> it's all over. It's really just about that jungle, though. It's just about the jungle. It's going to be Broxa against Spica. Like I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, Broxa is going to shit on this matchup. Yeah, I think it's going to be like the thing is I think Jungle Gap. better. I think Bjergsen's better than Jensen, and I think Doublelift's going to be pretty motivated right now. Top lane should be reasonably close. Something something just tells me that Bjergsen and Doublelift might be able to pull this out for the first game of the season, but I think Liquid ends up being the better team. Jungle Gap, give me Liquid. Jungle Gap's so important right now, dude. Like it's especially cuz like if you get behind you're never catching back up anymore. Like you're just not. They've talked a lot about that on the LPL cast, but like, yeah, I don't know. Give me, give me, give me Broxa. I mean, assume the rest of the team's even. That's what I'm doing. I, 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 that 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 gap is so gigantic to me. But I, they all have good players. I could see it coming either way. Appropriately even money. I just am planting my flag with Liquid here. Immortals. So, Immortals uh, announced that lineup change. This line moved not that much, slightly in fa- like slightly away from them. So, we have Immortals plus 156, FlatQuest minus 213 now. We all thought Immortals was going to be last place. Doesn't Is, is FlatQuest just going to, like, welcome the new players to the L- LCS here? Or is this just, like, should FlatQuest be minus 213 against anybody? Or is this the kind of team that they should be minus 213 against? I'm going to bet FlyQuest, I think, and definitely include them in some parlays. I think this Immortals team is going to be really bad. And the Xmithy thing kind of makes me feel like there's stuff behind the scenes, too. Yeah. I feel like there are, things are probably not real happy behind the scenes. Yeah, we'll see. How would you feel if you're, like, if you're so as and this just happened? Or, like, I don't know. I feel like this would this, there's probably some turmoil, I think. So I'm going to go with FlyQuest. I think what drives me nuts about this is that, like, if you look at the middle of the table in the LCS, it's anybody's game. A team like Immortals needs every win they can get. If like it, it's not unreasonable for them to expect to be competitive, right? Like they're not that bad that they're just they're going to win two games, right? They're not so bad that they should be going into the season thinking rebuild, right? Like we all think they're going to be a bad team, but 
they're not so bad that this is full rebuild mode, right? They're probably thinking partially, like they want to get some like some of these young players playing. It I agree with you. Like it's it speaks volumes to me that like this is a this is one of the games they they need to win. So I, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to pass or be on FlyQuest alternate markets. I don't. I, it feels weird laying money, but yeah, I don't know. Josh, thoughts on this one? No, I'm with you. Chris, no bet for me. It's yeah. Golden Guardians minus one fifty two. Dignitas plus one thirteen. I like both of these teams. Give me Dignitas. I was going to take whoever had the plus money in this matchup. I think it's a 50-50. And I like both these teams, I think, more than you guys do. I think Dignitas looks good. That that, that Russell looks good on paper to me. Yeah. I'm, uh, this is incontent. I haven't decided yet. This is incontent for Big Blue Week on Dignitas. Yeah. The value is just too good. I, I, they should be favored, right? In my opinion, they should for sure. Yeah. I don't see. I mean, they're better in mid lane, better in jungle for sure. I don't see any reason to realistically believe they're not better in the bot lane. Maybe top, I guess top lane is maybe Golden Guardian's favorite, but that's it. Yeah, and even that's like a, a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So I I really I like this Dignitas lineup a lot, and like I know I, I'm like hashtag Team Old guys. You guys know this, but like I I really do think this Dignitas lineup looks good to me. Like they're going to be a team that I think is just going to be like they're just going to be 500 to make the playoffs, and then maybe they upset somebody. I do think it's really good value on Dignitas, and I like betting it for sure. Yeah, like even if you don't like Dignitas, the value is just too good in this spot, right? Like these teams are like even at worst. So Sunday we get Cloud Nine minus four seventeen hundred thieves plus two eighty three. I mean, do you guys like hundred thieves? I'm not a huge fan of hundred thieves. Not. So here's the thing: like, if you're gonna bet hundred thieves plus two eighty three, just bet FlyQuest plus three thirty two. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think that these and FlyQuest are similar. Like, why is one favor, like, favorite yeah. that much more? Give, give me 50 more points for similar teams and the team that finished way higher last split. And similar teams, notably. So, um, yeah, I agree. Any other thoughts on this one? Anybody think of these had an actual shot to win this one? I think everybody's got a better shot than the books think to beat Cloud9, basically. Yeah. I think Cloud9 will just come back to Earth and have a solid, but not nearly as exciting season. Yeah. See, I, I'm still looking at Cloud9 as like a 14-15 win team, but I do think the rest of the league is going to be better, so they'll just have tougher competition, which will be good for them, because they need it. Because so, they're going to be at Worlds, probably. Um Dignitas plus one ninety eight TSM minus two seventy eight. I'm going to be on Dignitas here. I think I I just need to see that TSM are a new team. Like I liked them last split. I I think TSM. I think the Dardock loss is is way way bigger than people are giving it credit for. Like I think that's a way bigger deal than any of the double lift stuff that's going on. I don't think losing Dardox that big of a deal, but I think getting Speak is a really big deal. Well, that too. Negatively. That too. <laughs> like, this is a double swing situ- situation, right? This is an Imploken kind of deal, right? Yeah, even that's if, how Even I if you don't that. like Dardox. Like, Speak, we, we... we, I don't want to say we don't know. We do. He's not good. Give me is a he toss here. Same level as Greg. <laughs> well, so, 
I'll I'll say Grig. I think Grig is definitively better, and I'll say yeah, I think the, better too. I'll tell you the reason why because Grig has an identity. If you play around Grig, much like me, like BLG with Meteor, right? That's the kind of player Grig is. If you put him on like an Olaf and you build around having lanes that have like lanes that have priority that can shove and maintain wave control, and you let him carry a game, that, he can't do anything else well. He doesn't play well from behind. He doesn't know what to do. If you give him those situations, he's actually like very good in those situations. I know Jat's gone in, into a lot of detail about that. Um, he had like a half an episode of of, of uh, JLXP talking about just how like Grig is like that's how you enable a player like that. Like that's what he's good at, and they just never do it, even though the opportunities were there to do it. So I think Grig is definitively better than Speaker, and Grig is not very good. So <laughs> that says something. Give me Dignitas here. I like I said. I mean, I like Dignitas a lot, but even if you don't like Dignitas, this feels. I don't know. Like, is is anybody like is anybody very very bullish on TSM here? Or are we all kind of skeptical? I I mean, I'd say I am. I think I, I think they can. I think them and Liquid being even money for second place in terms of odds is right. Okay, Which you would say is wrong. Like, I think you would say Liquid's probably should be you know more favored. Yeah, I mean. The thing is with TSM is that like the, the players they have are just so good that like this could work out. Like they could just make Speaker look really really good. I don't know, but uh, so even like even, Josh, you like TSM quite a bit, and I don't think you like Dignitas too much either, right? No, I mean I like Dignitas' roster. I just I, this game's a pass for me. I think that for, I I don't I don't fault anyone for betting Dignitas. I think that number's probably too big, but. I just like don't think they win. So. Okay. Um, Liquid minus two twenty two. Golden Guardians plus one sixty four. Wait, one on the on the TSM thing. That's yep. the Riven, Riven one trick battle, right? Broken Blade versus Viper. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. It'd be interesting to see if one of them pulls it out. That would be fun. That would be really fun. Actually, actually, they probably that's probably a reason for them not to, because they both know the counter picks and all that stuff. That would be really fun if they like if one of the teams takes it and then they we get to see the counter and see who does it. Like, does the counter pick against the Riven one trick? No, the counter. Like, that'd be it'd be really cool to just see like like Teemo or some shit, right? Like, just like some random weird counter pick. Although Renekton's just really good against Riven, so he, Renekton's meta right now, so not likely. Um, I'm on Liquid in this next one. And I like Golden Guardians also, but I, I think Liquid are going to be one of the better teams in the league. Skill gap. Yeah. Even at minus 222, it feels like you have to take them. Yeah, which is weird in a best of one. It almost feels like you should never say that in a best of one, but I, I think Liquid are going to be like one of the class teams of the LCS. And I think Golden Guardians, like, uh, they're just too inconsistent to me, but I, I, I think they'll be better as well. I just think you're not going to get any opportunities to take Liquid at this number. Last game of the split? Or not split. Oh, my God. We're just getting started. Last game of the week. Jesus. Oh, wow. It's been a long I did not. I did not see this line when we were looking through some of these other lines. Yeah. So I'm just going to check again now because I, I, <laughs> I wrote these down like an hour ago or two, uh, three hours ago or whatever now, right? So let me just double check this one real fast. So this probably moved a ton. Oh, no, it didn't. Okay, so there was some buyback, actually. This, this has been really weird. So this opened at CLG plus 103 against Immortals minus 137. The Immortals roster announcement came out, 
and it moved to CLG minus 109, Immortals minus 120. Now it's back up to Immortals minus 125, so there's been some buyback on it. Uh, it's like a weird amount of line movement for two, like, I don't want to say bottom of the table because I think CLG deserve more respect than that, but, like, this feels like a lot of line movement for a move that probably doesn't matter that much for one game. You just slam CLG, though, right? Like, these odds are crazy up for CLG. I don't know if you do, though. Like, Hot luck, Gates. Really? We just, I, I'm, I'm telling you. So, Chris, you weren't here like when we were talking. Maybe no, you were here when we were talking about it. Like, Gates, a Bard player. Bard is one of the best support picks right now. Just ban it. You're gonna ban Bard? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take you playing Nautilus Leona against my bot lane, who I don't care about anyways. Like, it's not like Stixa is gonna win anything anyway. Just make sure he doesn't get his ass. Stixa even playing? Wind, wind is playing. That's what I mean. Like, that, like, um, yeah. That's like, it just like doesn't really matter. These I mean, two teams feel like two unknowns to to be strong on one side or the other. Like, I'm I'm passing. This just feels like a weird. John, like, I need professional advice. Like, how do I sell my house in advance of betting this line? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm with you on this one. <laughs> You guys really like CLG that much? Like, is that team is this team good enough to like this that much? Well, they're just like at least a full tier above Immortals, and they're an underdog. And I mean, I guess we're getting them more like even money now, but they're definitely a full tier above Immortals. It's not really that often you get a chance to bet a team that is clearly a tier better and getting this kind of odds. I think I just got kind of like thrown off by the minus the double minus odds. Like, ultimately, this is like they 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 should be favored in this spot. Like, even. Even if I don't like CLG that much, like they should be favored here. You got new players playing. I don't know, I'm just always skeptical because I, I always hate the new player starting. The line moves is like it, like every single time feels like an overreaction unless it's like a clear worse player. I don't. I mean, Xmithy's really really good, so maybe this is just a huge loss. Even if even if like Xmithy doesn't play the meta champions, I still want Xmithy in the game. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's just CLG. I'm not gonna be as like bet. I'm not gonna bet the mortgage on it. Like, I'm not gonna reverse mortgage the house to to get in on this one. But like, yeah, it's probably just CLG value. Just feel it feels bad saying value with two minus numbers, but it is. They should be favored, right? Yeah, I think they should be favored, and they should probably be favored more like minus one fifty. And fifty points is a big misprice to me. So okay, that's fair. Yeah, you talked me into it. I like CLG. So that's, that's somebody's pick of the week, right? It has to be. Yeah, it's got to be Josh's, right? That's the only reason I didn't take it. Uh, I, I'm still thinking. This is tough. Right, well, so while, while you guys are thinking pick of the week, I'll, I'll just recap. So, like, last week, I hit on victory five. I hit on victory five plus one. Woo! Uh, John, you missed on Billy Billy, which was – that was kind of a weird performance. And I did include the, the if-then clause in that. We still and won. I would have won on my secondary plus one sixty four. If it well. wasn't for that meddling, not, not meteor. <laughs> uh, Josh, you hit on RNG minus one and a half, and geez, they look good. So that's looking that looked pretty sharp. Plus one seventy seven on that. That was a nice pick. Uh, on the season, that moves us to thirty one and twenty nine for plus seven point three eight units as a podcast. So. Uh, I'm plus I'm eleven and five for plus five point three three. John is eight and eight for plus point three. 
Chris is four and nine, but only minus three point four eight units. And uh, so Calvin ended up plus six point four eight on a six and four record. And Josh, you are currently two and three at minus one point two five after recouping a lot of that on on that plus one seventy seven. That was a nice hit. So pick of the week this week. Who wants to go first? So this is the problem. The problem is like I've been cold. And I just hit RNG minus one and a half. And RNG minus one and a half for minus one twenty against LNG, it looks like beautiful. But you don't you don't you don't get that back by betting minus like minus money plays, you know what I mean? Long term, Josh. Don't chase. <sighs> Long term. Make think of the client. Yeah, Josh. see Yeah, see <laughs> True. I don't know. Yeah, it might just be I think it's Yeah, I think it's RNG minus one and a half against LNG. It's, like, so boring. I think the other ones are in consideration is Schalke against Rogue and the CLGs, both the CLGs. That we talked about. But I think it's RNG minus one and a half versus LNG. I just, like, they're way better than LNG right now. LNG might be the worst team in the league. Or uh, Dominus. I gotta look okay, so you're taking, you're taking the RNG one then? Wait, did you take that? No, then I'm, I'm going to take the other CLG okay. one. Yeah. All right, so... John, you're taking CLG against Immortals, right? Minus 109? Yep, stole it right away. All right. Uh, Chris, you have Sooning versus IG. Yes. Sooning Moneyline? Moneyline, yep. Damn, okay. That's a statement. You don't like IG at all, do you? No, I just need them to prove themselves. I mean, if we talk uh, for about like so long, if nothing changes, tonight we'll kind of... Uh, make me more nervous or give me more confidence. Do you want to have a caveat then? No. I'll just take money line. Like if, I, if, what, if they, what if they stomp tonight? What if IG stumble tonight? Yeah, if I, what if IG just destroyed WE in oh, like 225-minute games? Uh, I'll be less confident, but I'll stick to my guns just because I okay. there's still something about Suning being able to hang with the big boys and I want to see more of it. Okay. I want to believe See, All right. I guess no plus one point five. I'm just I'm just floating it out there. Now you like the money line. Okay, stick with your gut. I dig it. I dig it. I was trying to talk you off the ledge, but I dig it. I dig I, the decisive. IG, IG notorious for you know three gamers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, give me give me EDG minus one and a half against OMG plus one twenty one. That's that. Like I said that when we were going over it, that was probably going to be pick of the week. I think. That might be the best value on the board. Yeah, I think that or like the CLG or um, some of the EU LCS underdogs. I think we're good. Like the uh, like Excel against Mad Lions plus two seventeen. I think is in in play. There was a lot of. I mean, there's a, obviously a lot of games, but I think there's a lot of spots uh, for value across the LGD minus one and a half and plus one hundred five is another one that's that's reasonable against Victory Five. JDG money line against TNA. I think. Yeah, I think as a podcast for a futures pick too, the TL plus sixteen hundred line is just oh, that's just too good. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll put that in as as podcast uh, futures portfolio. There we go. Um, that was to win the split, right? All right, cool. Yeah, we'll put that in. We don't usually do that, but yeah, we'll podcast that. Might, well. might as well. All right, um, that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, I would do sign-offs, but we ran really, really long as it is, so I want to get us out of here. But uh, 
we won't always have this many games. We'll have the LCK coming in. We also won't have like the the extra day of EULCS. And obviously, the first week takes a lot longer because there's reactions and there's stuff that we don't know, and there's a lot of unknowns to talk about. So. Once we get back into the swing of things, now that we're getting back into it, uh, we'll have a lot more uh, pace and we'll be able to get through these games a lot faster. Um, next week on the docket, we have LCK. We'll talk about LCK, um, our overview of the LCK, because that starts up next Friday. And then from there, uh, we'll have a full slate. We'll have all four leagues, major leagues running, and uh, we'll get back into it. Anything else, guys? You ready to get out of here? I was just going to say, uh, if you've listened to the podcast for this long, you must really like esports. And so you should come check out the esports department where we talk about all esports all the time. It's fantastic. Also, check out Prime stuff on the Game House because uh, I love Prime's content. Prime's one of my favorite people in the whole world. So the best. I love Prime. Also, get in on that Discord. The Discord's free. Yeah, we love the Discord. So get in there, dude. Discord's popping, man. There's action. There's people talking all day long. So. Mostly yeah, get, just complaining. <laughs> or me complaining about bad beats. Yeah, we won't talk about that, though. I, I notice how I I maneuvered around that with, without raising and hulking out on this podcast, which <laughs> after this morning, I was ready to flip a table. So <laughs> I think I was able to manage this pretty well. So, we All right. Uh, yeah, this will be getting into the full swing of things. We'll see you guys next week. Good luck with everything this weekend, and we'll see you next week. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.